The following is a world-class bullshitters exclusive. Welcome to World Class Bullshitters, the epitome of pop culture. I'm your host, Jeff Hicks, and with me tonight is the last standing Simone, Big Rig, Nick Utam. Oh, baby. Oh, baby. Oh, baby. Don't, uh, don't hedge your bets. I love it. <laughs> and live from real-time internet, it's one Mr. Bruce Exico, Kendo Slice. That is correct, Jeffrey. I am, uh, you know, on, on, on location. I'm in my new digs. I've got some internet here. And a lot of things are really fun right now and really exciting and different. I, I, I can relate to Custer. And uh, yeah, give me a number nine. <laughs> now, folks, if you want to know more about Kendo's move, uh, my trek across the country, where we've been for the last six weeks, etc., make sure you guys listen to this week's Sunday Hangover on Patreon. It's an hour long. It gives you all the answers you want to know. And uh, it lets you know that we're back and it's time to get excited because uh, this Thursday, this week, um, we're here. Star Wars, excuse me, Star Trek. How can I get these mixed up? They're nothing like, but we're at Star Trek <laughs> Celebration, okay? You so pissed off hey. a lot of nerds. Oh, God. Yeah, yeah, I pissed yeah, myself yeah. off. They're all, they're all, they're, they're all going to weaponize their keyboards right now. and, and Half of them hate us at this moment. <laughs> Look, I'm I'm going to go find William Shatner, and he's going to give me advice on how to deal with hardcore Star Trekkies. <laughs> that's, that's not even what they're Yeah, I intentionally okay. say it like that to sound like an idiot. Okay, because I was just like, you pissed off even more of the of the half now. Now, now only like a tenth, only like ten percent people like us now. Oh, yeah. Well, hold on. Let me let me kill more of that goodwill. I only like the original series. <gasps> you bastard! Who's <laughs> who, who's only likes the original series? This has come from somebody that's only like never watched any of it. <laughs> I mean. At least you're you and I know where we stand in Star Trek fandom. But yeah, folks, uh, all of this Star Trek Las Vegas talk has been making me think briefly about Star Wars Celebration. Was that not the greatest fan meetup ever? I will say that the best parts of Star Wars Celebration were not had at Star Wars Celebration. Yeah, that's, I don't that's, even talk about the event proper. Yeah, that's true because because going like going there was uh, a a pain in the ass. Parking there was a pain in the ass. Walking inside was a pain in the ass. Yeah, uh, well, everything that, everything that happened around that and beyond that was better than going in there. Yeah, essentially, <laughs> Star Wars Celebration boiled down to this: we have to drive for an hour to get twenty miles. Then we had to spend forty minutes riding around trying to find a place to park. Then we had to spend another forty minutes standing in line to get in. So now we're invested at the tune of like two and a half hours just to get in. And what are we what are we greeted with? Booths trying to sell us shit. And then it turns into, oh yeah, well, we walked around for an hour, we saw everything that you know the people trying to sell us a hey, look, there's this bar that's got you know two dollar drinks and half price burgers for lunch. Let's go there. And that was the end of Star Wars. It was the highlight of Star Wars celebration because I would end up Dating the chick we had lunch with, so yeah, that's true. Yeah, that 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 part is accurate. I was there. I was like Brian Williams. I was there. You were. You didn't have to <laughs> lie about the helicopter footage. No. Now the one thing that can be said is world class bullshitters is the only fandom menace channel to appear at all the big meetups we've had. This will be the third one, so we're the only channel to have been for all been there for all of them. So we're oh, going to wow. keep that trend rolling. Now, folks, I know you're excited that we're back. 
We're excited too. And uh, the rest of this year is our push. We're going to be pushing to grow the channel. Uh, it's been awesome, but we've been busy with Stealing Solo, which is here and it's on its way uh, out soon. I've been showing the books. I've been sharing stuff. Uh, guys, should I, uh, if you give me a minute, I'll share uh, one of the new covers on camera. Hold on a second. That. Yeah, Nick I and I will uh, talk about yeah, yeah. yourself for a moment. Yeah, no, Nick and I will talk about burritos and why they're amazing. <laughs> uh, because because they're they're very mobile mobile uh, food that you can almost put anything in. You can make if breakfast wrapped burritos correctly. The, no, no, that is no. I will I will give you that. That is one hundred percent true. If wrapped correctly, it, they can they can be taken anywhere. If they're wrapped incorrectly, fuck that person. And I hope they weren't in hell. Yeah, um, they will fall apart in your hand like nobody's business. You'll be covered in grease and you'll be very upset. Yes, yes, it, it, it can burritos. Burritos very, very, very quickly can become a, a horrible night nightmare if not uh, wrapped correctly. So yeah, one of the worst things that can happen to you is be covered in grease and you know melted sour cream. You don't want that. You mm. don't want that at all. Mm. By the way, the new handle here at Bruce Sexico. Uh, it's it, it's a pun on where I live now. And uh, two, we're gonna make that beer. So folks, get yourself some Bruce Sexico. We need, we, need, we need to we need to talk to our beer guy and make a and make a you know a spicy Southwest beer. That's true. Oh, dude, I have learned all about Hatch chilies lately. I've incorporated them in my uh, famous, very famous uh, four chili salsa. And, uh, oh, yes, oh. yes. Typically, I'm now hungry. I, yeah, no. Typically, and this is this is a secret ingredient to you and all the all the faithful out there. I start with tomatoes. You you slice them. You roast them. Deliciousness. Mm. You start with some garlic, sliced ready to be roasted same thing with onions and then i would go with some peppers various peppers at least have four or five peppers in there but i found based on my new digs the chili pepper capital of the world if you haven't figured it out yet i live in new mexico now and so they have hatch chilies which is like the new mexico chili oh, i mean the bruce Mexico chili and you can at certain stores yeah that's right tomatoes <laughs> And you can get them in all four from mild, medium to hot to extra hot. And I put all each of one of those in the in there with a little cilantro and some lime. Throw it through the blender and you got yourself Kendo's. Now, New Mexico for pepper salsa. I mean, Bruce Mexico. Mm. I don't want to dox myself, Jeff. Well, good luck because uh, the audience, well, our audience is smarter than your average bear, but... People online, man, they can find you anywhere. Do you remember when we were at my birthday weekend slash the closing of the first Stealing Solo? Yeah, we, were, we were outside on a live stream for about a yes, minute. Yes, that wasn't was like, even Camp here. Kidney. That was the other place that we liked better than Camp Kidney. Yeah, we couldn't well, get it. Well, don't worry. Whenever I, whenever I'm, whenever we're around each other, and I post pictures to the to the main um, accounts, I always delete the. Um, the metadata on, on any, any of those pictures so they really can't find is and like download the picture and find out all the information like it's it's gone it's just a picture then so dude i don't well, care make sure place, new mexico is a very big place good luck finding me well folks <laughs> we love to announce where we're at when you you know when we want to see people and so horror hound in just about a month from today we will be live at horror hound cincinnati guys are you excited to finally uh, get together as a channel and meet more audience members Dude, I'm just happy to do a goddamn horror con, man. I, I fucking miss those. I think there's one happening in, in, in Atlanta, but I don't want to go to that one because you guys aren't there. So it doesn't really count well, to me. Now, folks, uh, this all ties together because we will have mailed out uh, books and stuff for Horror Hound. Obviously, stealing souls, you know, in the process. Let me actually show uh, one of the books right here. This is my cover. Ooh. See that one, boys? Yeah. Um, 
There we go. New back cover. Uh, and it's a much Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. No, 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 no. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Jeff, you have a fucking beard, buddy. Yeah. Oh, I gotta shave. Oh, yeah, that's, get to that's, that shit. That, yeah, that's, that, that's impressive. Sir. That's impressive. Oh, don't worry. I'll be cleaned up for um when we go out tonight. Don't worry. <laughs> oh, good. Because you know, you don't want to look like you're home. Wait, there's a dog outside. No, but uh, I almost showed one of the surprises away of this book, which I don't want to. But uh, the stickers are here, the little lenticular stickers, all the stuff. So, nice. uh, folks, uh, be on the lookout. Ooh, uh, I'll show the trading cards later. I don't need to get up and get trading cards right now. I'll do a special stream for all this shit. But I just there wanted to go. let people go. know uh, the turnaround time was really quick. Um, these books look amazing. They're It's cool, too, because you can see where the pages are. Uh, it's shift from black to white, and some of those newer pages pop up. This is a hefty book, folks, so get excited. And the coolest part about all of this is we have another project coming out with Wokebusters. Uh, that'll be ready to be um, – actually, I'm going to have the mailing list in about two weeks for Wokebusters, so just be on the lookout oh, nice, for that. Nice. I'll have yeah, to get you uh, my new address. Oh, don't – guys, you just you're in the you're in the shit. It's free. You don't have to ever – request that kind of stuff you just tell me when and it'll show up to you every edition collectors nice. versions it don't matter but <laughs> the reason i bring this stuff up folks briefly before we start tonight's show is when you come meet us bring all this stuff to get autographed these books these trading cards not just for our channel but the entire uh original fandom menace we have autograph sections for you know cecil the hut jesse jeremy anna and her gold bikini all of this stuff nice big pages uh beautiful illustrations <coughs> by me uh but yeah here, this is the page everybody wants to see right here. We all know you want this. Cecil the Hut. Here he is. So, yeah, uh, get it autographed by Cecil and that Star Wars girl. Anybody. Just be on the lookout. Hey, Jeff, you got that um, you, you got the poster version, buddy? Oh, the poster version? Um, you want the NFT? <laughs> you want me to send you a 28K resolution file of my own artwork? Y yeah, man. I, wanna, I, I need it for reasons, okay? <laughs> you know what we're going to do? We are going to go get a billboard. And we're going to advertise for this comic with the art. There you go, Nick. <laughs> and you're going to cover the advertising expenses, and then you get to keep the billboard. There we go. Uh, okay, deal. That's fine. That's, that's entirely that's fine. Plan, boys. That's fine. So, okay uh, folks, there you go. Uh, be on the lookout for all that exciting stuff from world-class bullshitters. Now, do you guys want to talk about something kind of exciting, but it's just really, really, really short? Sure. Brendan Fraser's making a comeback. What? Yeah, Brendan Fraser was just cast in uh, Martin Scorsese's new film, and I'm happy for him because the dude got the short end of the stick. Every Brendan Fraser film wasn't perfect, but goddammit, he seemed like yeah, one of the yeah, coolest it, dudes. Yeah, they, they weren't perfect, but like they they were imprinted by him and his you know and his ability to you know be a really good actor, and it was just like you know, and and, and I was I, I was like to think that. Um, Dr. Jones and his character from The Mummy like somehow cross paths, you know, during their times in doing whatever. You know, at at, at some point in, in the 30s or the 40s or whatever, like, you know, that happened because that I think that would, that would make a cool movie or a story for sure. I oh, dude, I would watch that. Yeah. Yeah. And 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 I mean like, you know, I remember watching Encino Man a lot. Um uh I did the Mummy movies, a, a lot of his stuff that he did, that he did. And uh, I loved it all, man. I thought I, th I thought he was great, and I was I was always it's always hard to hear about him about his like his fall from grace and like how bad things were and how he got screwed over and stuff like that. It was just difficult to hear. But I'm glad he's you know in a Scorsese movie, um, and he got cast in it, and then, you know it's just it's just great news. 
yeah, I he just always seemed like a cool dude. Loved his movies. Loved um, George of the Jungle and Sino Man. Was reading up on him. Did you guys know that he was a fan favorite to replace Christopher Reeve as Superman in the nineties? What? Yeah, I don't remember this, but that's what I've been reading. I I can't imagine a world where Brendan Fraser was Superman. I mean, he. I mean, back then he had the build for it, and, and he would. And I think he would pull it off. But I mean, I you know I I could I could I could kind of go with it because. You know, he was kind of serious. His his acting was kind of serious in the Mummy movies a little bit here and there. So I could see him pull off uh, Superman. Uh, it would, man, it would. I don't know. It'd be it'd be interesting to see. Uh, I would definitely have, have loved to see that for sure. Yeah, um, interesting. It would have been much better than Nicolas Cage playing Superman. And yeah, I, just, uh, <laughs> I don't know. That's that's to- that's that's tough. Nicholas Cage displaying Superman would be would would be the equivalent to, to the room. Like it would be just a horribly fun disaster to watch. Correct. You know, it would it would it would be one of those things that everybody goes through. Like it would make so much money just from like the shit watching people go do to like go watch it over and over again and get drunk or get high and go watch it or something like that, you know? Yeah. I mean that dude, Nicholas Cage is Tommy Wiseau, sign me up. <laughs> there we go. That's how I feel about Nicholas Cage right there. Uh two face. He, oh, um, Jesus! Nicholas Cage should have played Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, The Flash. I want an all. I want a, a single man performance of Justice League. Dude, <laughs> don't joke because that would be great. Nicholas Cage is every member of the Justice League. Oh, dude, I'd watch he's that. He's also time. he's he's also Lex Luthor as well. Yeah, <laughs> he could demonstrate his range. Oh my God! I I th- I think uh, that that would that would be that would be wonderful as hell to to see, and 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 you know he'd be down for it because he's like sure whatever. <laughs> oh yeah, easily, easily. Oh yeah, as long as that check clears, Nick Cage is on board. Oh definitely. Oh yeah, definitely. That's why we need to uh, keep building our channel, folks, so we can hire Nicholas Cage for fun vanity projects. <laughs> Nicholas Cage <laughs> as Jeff Hicks. <laughs> and um, bullshitters, no, the no, origin no, story. No, no, Nicholas Cage is Dion Green. Come on now. Oh, dude. I got dude, an idea. We make a four-part movie about world-class bullshitters, and Nick, Clay, Nick Cage plays each one of us. Oh my god, that'd be great. I got an idea. Parts. Why don't we why don't we parody a parody? We should make the stealing solo movie, but instead of Harrison Ford, it's Nicholas Cage. And the I'm flip in. is he, he wants to be kidnapped and we can't get away. <laughs> I am 100% on board with that. I don't so, go so, ahead and throw so the instead, contract so in front of me. I'm Nicholas, signing it. Nicholas Cage kidnaps us, so we have to kidnap him. It, it, the thing is, he reads our. Here's the story he reads the fucking comic book. He shows up here and he goes, Look, it's a great idea. We need to make it happen. And at first, I'm like, You need to leave me alone. And then he kidnaps us, takes us to a location. The four of us wake up and he's like, Look, we're going to make the movie just like your book. And I'm like, dude, it's just a comic. And he's like, no, it's art. And he like freaks out and he wants to relive this shit. And I'm just like, dude, I'll give you the files. Just let me go home. I don't care anymore. I will put on the green costume. It's okay. Nicholas Cage. <laughs> Boys, how, I think we have is, our own. Is, that's how they did it in the Avengers. I agree with you, <laughs> Nicholas Cage. Yeah, it's basically Nicholas Cage holding us hostage. For us to act like we're holding him hostage and he's playing like Harrison Ford. Um, that would fine. be, <laughs> be fine. What's going to happen is I'm going to talk to you. Nick's going to sneak up behind you. He's going to hit you with a wrench. 
and then I will put a bag over your head and call off the cops. It'll be okay, Nicholas Cage. I'm on board. I agree with your vision. <laughs> Wrong! <laughs> Maybe Kevin Spacey. That's an actor I would never want to make that movie with. No, there's we wake too, up many, in a, too many. The four of us wake up from being kidnapped, and it's Kevin Spacey. Oh, God. Yeah. We wake up. We smell like tacos. We got hurt buttholes. I don't want to do that. Yeah, I don't ever want to smell like tacos. I like to keep myself cleaner than that. Yeah. Now, folks, uh, up next, Jeopardy. Now, uh, over the last couple of months, we've talked about LeVar Burton. I was one of those people that was very, very excited for LeVar Burton to be the host of Jeopardy. I thought, hey, Reading Rainbow was such a great part of my childhood. I learned so much from watching Reading Rainbow. And as I grew up, I kept watching Jeopardy. I learned a lot. So he was the perfect guy. Then I watched the show, and he fucking sucked. Uh, what did you guys think if you watched LeVar Burton on Jeopardy? I, I didn't. I just, you know, I don't care. Well, there's a reason. No. Okay, so you didn't watch it other Kendo? No, I still, I, I played Jeopardy on my Alexa, who has recently been reborn in the last couple of, of days. And it's been fun. Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. You, you dipped her in water? Uh, no, I just plugged her back in with some internet, and she was like, "Oh, hey, I'm oh, Alexa." Okay. And I'm like, "Hi, honey, I missed you." And, okay, because um, I, th I thought you I thought you baptized her or something. I, I didn't know. I'm sorry. Uh, no, I haven't gone that fully into you know being native yet. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, I still play Jeopardy on that thing. It's so much fun, being better than most of America, and um, well, smarter than most of America. But yeah, no, Levar well, Burton. I would have. I would have. Yes. I would have I would have totally been like this guy gets it. He knows what it's like to host a show, but apparently he only knows how to host a show to children. And needless to say, I would love to be on Kids Jeopardy because I would run the table and fuck all them up. <laughs> well, the reason I bring this up to you guys this week isn't to say I told you so. It's because Brent Spiner says that LeVar Burton deserved better. So while LeVar Burton achieved his dream of becoming a Jeopardy host, it was an experience that was all too short. As part of a series of guest hosts for the season 37 to succeed the late Alex Trebek, Sony Pictures Television was looking to finalize talks with executive producer Mike Richards to serve as the next permanent host. Upon learning the news, the Star Trek The Next Generation actor took to Twitter to address disappointed fans. He says, I have said many times over these past few weeks that no matter the outcome, I've won, he wrote. The outpouring of love and support from family, friends, and fans alike has been incredible. If you love, I if the love is the ultimate blessing, and I believe that it is, I am truly be blessed beyond measures. So, Lavar Burton, classy guy, took the classy approach. Don't really agree with, actually, not at all. Don't agree with his take on cancel culture. But I still saw his Jeopardy performance, and I thought he didn't do a great job. And I've been reading a lot of comments and. That seems to be the consensus. People were just like, I was excited. He didn't deliver. And people are now trying to make it a race thing. Well, I mean. <laughs> okay, all right. I would like uh, to point geez. out, first and foremost, that I'm glad that Michael Richards found a new job after, you know, the fallout that he had with his horrible comedy gimmick. So it's good to see him land on his feet and get a job with Jeopardy. Number two, um, you know, it's like. You, you you can't really call it a win if you didn't get the job. You're like, I applied for this job. They said I'm I'm really qualified and they love me, but they didn't give it to me. They gave it to somebody else. Well, it's a it's still a win, folks, because I felt love from everybody. Well, that's great. I feel love from people all the time. I feel love from my family members. 
most of them, and my friends, most of them, and, and my significant other. But if I don't get the job, it's like I'm still not getting paid. So I don't see how that's a win. I'm I'm happy LeVar got his moment in the sun, and I'm glad it's over. I wish people would just go back to feeling about Jeopardy the same way they did before. We had celebrity hosts or people that you could politicize. Were you watching Jeopardy before Alex Trebek was sick? Eh, maybe no, you were, maybe you weren't. Maybe. If you were, cool. Uh, I Jeopardy was a show I would catch every once in a while. I didn't really do a ton of TV anymore. But uh, this is it. And I'm glad LeVar Burton has uh, graciously, gracefully moved on. But... It, this, these things always suck, though, when it's like the person that did it and the people were all happy. It came to a nice amicable split, and then people got to make it about this and that and stink it up a little. And it was a nice it was a nice moment, but can we stop politicizing everything, folks? Dude, I don't care what color you are. If you're the right fit for it, you're the right fit for it. If you are exactly. not, then you are not. It doesn't matter what shade of melanin you possess. If you're the right fit, you're the right fit. Clearly, the... Uh, NBC people did not feel that LeVar Burton was the right fit. It has nothing to do with what color he is. It has to do with what they thought was going to sell. Now, speaking of selling, what would you guys do for $900 million? A lot. Yeah, I'll, that's a that's a lot of money. That is a lot <laughs> of a money. Fuck a lot of, load of money. I, I would do... Yeah, I would sell out in a heartbeat for $900 million. But we haven't created anything, folks, so don't worry. Uh, when it comes time... For our nine hundred million dollar payout, uh, believe me, you'll know because we won't shut the fuck up about it. <laughs> Until and then we will go away <laughs> after we get it. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you guys just made nine hundred million dollars on a deal. What you guys doing next? Retirement. Yeah, I'm not doing shit. I'm gonna spend every day hanging out at home because I don't want to leave and deal with people. I think what I'll do is we'll have a super fan meetup where I'll fly all the creators that everybody wants to a location, and with nine hundred million dollars. We'll have a, like a fund so people can like win trips or some shit to go. But yeah, then that's it. Then I'm done forever. It's like it'll be oh, the dude. biggest show you could possibly imagine. Buffalo Jeff will appear in person and we'll ride off into the sunset. Dude, I am building the world-class bullshitters compound that we've talked about in Montana, the middle of nowhere, Montana, where nobody can find us, Montana. And if you do, mm -hmm. you will shop by the guard, Montana. And we will <laughs> go there. And I will live there. You guys can come visit anytime you want. You can live there too. I don't care. I'll have, we'll have all that money. I'll have a quarter of a billion dollars almost. And I don't what, give a shit. How much are you going to invest in Jollibee stock? Uh, <laughs> baby! <laughs> We're buying our own Jollibee. Yeah, I was saying, with your quarter of a billion dollars, can they just buy your damn Jollibee and put it on in the compound? It'll oh, be yeah. like Richie yeah. Rich with his McDonald's. Oh my yeah. god! <laughs> it'll be Jolly. He'll be you guys Jolly that outside of Butte, yep. Montana. Yep. Yep. How many people can go? Oh, can anybody go there? No, just like these eight people. <laughs> uh, I, I want. I want I'm, that I'm, I'm buying my own goddamn island for us. I'm, I'm, I'm literally I'm standing there going, "Are you on the list? Nope, you're not. You can't come to this Jolly P. Get the fuck out. And if I'm you don't to, leave, I'm, the I'm guard going, will shoot I'm going you. to make. I'm going to make Bullshit Island, and then I'm going to make Whore Island right next to it. Are you going to get hired Ja Rule? Because that might be a problem. Is he is is he free? <laughs> what what is commission? No, he's not free. He's got three to five left. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So, we don't have the burden of nine hundred million dollars yet, but South Park creators Matt Stone and Trey Parker do. 
So the expanding South Park universe will include new movies for Paramount+. Plus. The, the creators of South Park have signed a new deal with Viacom CBS that will pay them more than $900 million over the next six years, one of the richest deals in TV history. Trey Parker and Matt Stone will use the money to make new episodes of South Park for Viacom's Comedy Central Network and create several spinoff movies for the company's Paramount Plus service. These parties said on Thursday... Their first project under the New Deal will be a movie set in the world of South Park that will debut sometime before the end of the year. The deal with Parker and Stone is the clearest sign of Viacom CBS's growing commitment to Paramount Plus, which is good because I think it's an asshole. We've had it uh, for the free month, and I keep wanting to cancel it, but I keep forgetting what it blows. Like, Paramount, Indiana Jones isn't enough to keep me on a streaming service. Up your shit. And your Nickelodeon selection ain't that good either. Now... This deal is interesting. Obviously, the money is what everyone's talking about. But the part about making new movies and obviously them calling attention to the fact that this one is set in the South Park world, meaning other projects aren't bound to the South Park world. Are we going to get Team America World Police 2? I hope so. Um, as you guys know, I am like the resident South Park aficionado. This is true. And when I saw that, I, on the one hand, I was like, I'm glad they're getting paid. And on the other hand, I was like, God damn, South Park's 25 years old. I've been a fan since the beginning. I don't want to say that out loud. It makes me want to cry. Um, <laughs> but it was like, okay, so they're going to at least carry through 30 seasons. I get that. I saw some people complaining on the internet. They're like, oh, so we're going to get seasons that are like eight episodes. That's bullshit. I'm like, you would not have survived in watching English television. Let me tell <laughs> you. Because – they have shows that are like 10 seasons long that are like 20 episodes. Get over yourself. Um, personally, personally, I, I, I prefer that method. I do too. If, if you do a season that's like eight episodes, you're concise. You're to the point. You are breaking it down to like the minimum that you have to do. And with South Park, they 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 hammer pop culture in a way that is just in perfect. It's perfect. It's enjoyable. Yes, there are some misses. I'm not. I'm not above – Loving those guys enough to say that they haven't put out some episodes that just make me go, what the fuck were you thinking? But so, when I saw that there was going to be like spinoff movies involved, I'm like, oh, this could be a problem. But then I'm like, well, they're set in a South Park universe. So it could be like like Butter's very own episode, but like 90 minutes. That could work. I could, I, could, I could dig with I could dig that. It'd be like, you know, you take any of their, their fucking catalog and turn that into a 90-minute episode, that works. Because they've got several episodes, like the Imagination Land, the Coon Trilogy, uh, the Black Friday thing. They've got a lot of those that they were able to work into multi-episode things on arcs that could work. Uh, I would like to take the cautiously optimistic approach because I do know, based on looking at The Simpsons occasionally over the last 20 years, that at some point you become bankrupt on ideas when you've pretty much played every fucking card you have. There's only a certain number of those in the deck, and at a certain point, you run out of shit to do. South Park, on the other hand, ha uh, they've been able to tackle current events in a way that is semi-refreshing as opposed to everyone else that tries to do it. And um, I'm excited. I mean, I'm willing to invest because I fucking love that show so much. I've been such a South Park person for the better part of 25 years. And God, that makes me sad. Um, but yeah, I'm in. I'm in. Will it make me uh, purchase Paramount Plus? 
when the time comes, if they've got something I want to pay to watch, yes. Just like you I'll folks. I'll give you should, my login. Yeah, just like you folks should pay the $5 to listen to us you know, do our after hours from last week because it's highly entertaining. It's an hour long. And we talk about all sorts of shit that's happened over the last few weeks. Jeff. Yes. Hi. <laughs> so, uh, anything else you guys want to add on that one? That's one hell of a deal, man. $900 million, that's, <clears throat> that's crazy. It is. They've worked hard for the last 25 years, Kendo, and uh, they've, they've, done a, they've done a good job. Um, on the Team America World Place, I remember watching back the behind-the-scenes thing, and those guys swore themselves to never make another movie with puppets again. So I doubt they would do a part two. I really doubt it. <laughs> Unless it's going to be like an animated version or something, but I don't think that would play very well. So... I just think they'll get uh I this will be good and bad because this is how they end their careers. Because there's as society gets more uppity, South Park, you know, becomes more and more important. But at the end of the day, they're gonna get so much creative pushback by the end of this contract. I bet they're happy that it's over because how much bullshit are they gonna get away with? Do you think that they'll put nine hundred million dollars into Trey Parker and Matt Stone and let them get away with everything they want? <laughs> Bad press on your new streaming service. Uh oh. Yeah, and 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 I love how these streaming services are now like buying up creators and buying up IPs so they can make like 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 you know beat the dead horse even more to make people buy their streaming service. Like that's what's just happening now. There's no longer studios and things like that. It's now streaming services that have become the new studios that are the new landscape we're dealing with and they're the ones buying up all these things you know like um <clears throat> nickelodeon was supposed to go to netflix like three or four years ago they signed a deal with them but i think nothing happened through it and now they're they're with paramount and the thing is that nickelodeon like you know the the 90s nostalgia is here it's it's already here i see it happening all the time now um if they were smart they would dump their entire 90s collection onto paramount plus right now and not not just not just drip it out but like everything pete and pete um, Wienerville, Kablam, mm, Wienerville. I remember that show. Yeah, I remember that. That's that's a fucking long time ago. Rocco's Modern Life, uh, Angry Beavers, everything that came out of the '90s. Just dump it on there like a fucking dump truck on Paramount Plus and be like, we got everything, and then show you have everything, and still charge yeah. the same amount of money for it. And like that would that would bring everybody who who who's who's our age, who has '90s nostalgia, to buy your service and want to watch it all the time. Well, I think with them, the best route to go would be to target our generation because it's Nickelodeon, Jackass, Beavis and Butthead, all of these things that appeal to so many people in our age group. Just make sure you guys capture because you talked about the 90s nostalgia. All right. Well, there was a point where the spirit of 80s nostalgia was done right, was done well. There was a point where everyone was on board. Then after a certain amount of money got made, it became how quickly can we make this money? And then we have your Michael Bay Transformers films and your Michael Bay produced Ninja Turtles films and this other shitty pop culture treatment of otherwise, oh God, look, we just came off of He-Man. Everybody in there <laughs> was a fucking He-Man fanatic all of a sudden. But you know what? It's because these places go and try to, well, not try to, they go and they bastardize these pop culture icons. And so now that this version of Frankenstein nostalgia is the norm, but we're also entering the, well, we're in the 90s nostalgia is new camp. 
I hope that they don't fuck it up from the beginning. If they're going to have to, wait down the road. Let us get that era of purity because there's an excitement that comes with this shit. Like um, when Kendo gets back in a second, the Ninja Turtles Power Rangers crossover toy line. I mean, it's finally happening. We're living in the world where Power Rangers are fighting the Ninja Turtles. And it's the yeah. real thing. So, like, shit changes, shit's cool. But, you know, Paramount, you guys are going to really have the keys to the 90s kingdom if you're going to do this. Like, follow like Nick says. And stop being fucking cheap. You want to oh, talk yeah, about dude. investing in your catalog? Here's what I want you to do, everybody that has a streaming service. Invest in your catalog by paying for the rights to all the music. Don't fucking cheap out. Don't keep a show off your streaming service because you don't want to pay royalties. You know what? Don't pay one of these fucking idiot directors $150 million, $500 million to make some fucked up movies. Go get yourself. I don't know. It's probably like $30,000 or some of these fucking royalties. Some of these things are stupid <laughs> cheap, but they're too dumb. They don't want to pay it. Yeah, Take yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's, get dude, everybody on board. Dude, it's like, like you know, I, I love the show Scrubs, and even watching that, I think, on Netflix, there are some episodes where the music is gone. Like, I, I remember I've, I've watched, I watched a show long enough and often enough so I to say I know what certain music cues are and, you know, who, who the bands are. Some of the episodes don't have the correct music cues because uh, they were too cheap to pay for it. I'm like, this is goddamn Netflix who spent... Yeah, it's like uh, the WWE. <laughs> Netflix who spent $20 billion in 2018 for content. Like, you can't, you can't like, cut, cut out a little bit more, cut out a little bit more, or cut a budget a little shorter and get some proper music rights for scrubs? What the, what the fuck's wrong with you? These places um, just don't want to do... Th- it's funny how no, it's, and, um, and, and like and, and, and like yeah, I agree with you 100. That's the thing. It's like they're not gonna they're, they don't want to pay for their catalog. They want to give some asshole director just out of film school or some guy who made some uh, artsy bullshit for, uh, for, <laughs> for, for for Sundance who won who won Great Picture you know the Great Picture at Sundance. Give him you know 100 million dollars. Be like you know go go make your thing. And it's like nobody knows who that is. Nobody cares. You know, and and, and the way Netflix advertises things is just abysmal. Um, you never know what's on there ever. You have to go search for it. It's it's weird too because their personalized experience, which is what we all build our lists and cues for, which is great. But when I was out of town looking at other Netflix uh, selections, I was like, man, I didn't even know these shows were on here. I didn't even know this show was a thing. I mean, we started watching Peaky Blinders. Yes, I had heard about it, but Netflix wasn't recommending that shit to me. Is that and, any you know, good? Oh, it's awesome. Go fucking watch it, dude. Okay. Yeah, because I, I signed up for Netflix so I could watch Breaking Bad again. I figured it was apt for, you know, <laughs> the location. And Peaky Blinders was suggested, so I added it to the list. Kendo, I know you very well. This is your type of show. Nice. Nick, I know you very well. This is also your type of show. Yeah, I'll, I'll take it. I out. would recommend I, I, this show to any dude. Yeah. Um, cool. Yeah. My 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 yeah my my uncles my 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 cool older uncle uh, told me about it as well, and I was like, yeah, I need to check this out. So that'll happen. It's violent. It's bloody. It's got tits. It's awesome. Well acted. Right. It's got Soul. Sam Neill, who's a world class actor. Oh, nice, nice. It's got it all, man. Killian Murphy's great too. Like he always was, but he's extra great in this one. So, um, yeah, folks, it's time to. Uh, Check in with the audience. We'll be back in just a moment. There's always room for family. Well, hold on. I think we need a little longer than that. What's a better button to press? Kendo, give me a number. Uh, 12. Message! 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 Ooh, that's 12. <laughs> Go me. 
So the first one comes from our friend SH Rebels 08 who says, mm, Dion, where's your butt? <laughs> Ouch. That, that one was a little on the nose, but you guys sent it in, so I'm going to read it. Um, we have another one from Dr. Coffin now who says, Hey guys, can't wait to meet Lape again. Bet he's not that anus. No, he totally is. <laughs> he is. Oh man, yeah, that uh, oh, God, yeah, I haven't, I haven't met that man in a while. Hopefully, he's you know he's he's gotten less anus, but uh, I don't think so. No, he cut no, his hair. No, no. He cut the, last, hair. the last horror hound when we went out and we got some, you know, uh, uh, fuck, what is it? The the cheese, the corn, the the chili dogs, uh, uh, Skyline from Skyline. Yes, yeah. when we went to get Skyline, and we rolled up. And Nick was standing outside. We we're supposed to meet him. And of course, Lape has to yell out the window Nick's full name and full Indian shitty accent. And I'm just like, dude, that is not cool. That, yeah, no, that was peak anus. It's never going to get less anus than that. He is 100 percent anus. Yeah, and peak then anus. and then and then you call me by my by, by my street name, and uh, I immediately I'm like, oh, that's oh, Kendall's there. Okay, good. Yeah, no. When he pulls up, he's like, I'm like, dude, that is fucking horrible. It's like Nick, and you, you turned around like, "Hey." <laughs> uh, that that man is completely anus. He is. Um, Leap, don't you dare do that to Doctor Coffin Nails. Yeah. Up next from Superfan Adam Shawhand, where's Dion at? We don't. Know. I don't know. Kendo, you were the last person to lay eyes on him in this group. Did you kill him? And if so, was it more than $80 that you shot him in the back for? Uh, no, Jeff. Uh, the last time I saw Dion Green, we were watching Money in the Bank. And after the pay-per-view was over, I was like, I'm tired. It's almost 11 o'clock. Um, I've had a long day. You've had a long day. I'm going to go go to sleep because i got a long day tomorrow. And I believe he was still awake, and he went out onto his porch with uh, Hildar. No, so. no, no, bitch! No, that's and what those happened. Those were the last words he ever said. Yeah. All right, so uh, back to the show, guys. Our buddy Kevin Smith, we've been talking about Shuler Bob for quite some time, and I don't really have anything new to add because I don't care about him. But what I do care about is Hollywood seems to try to be gaslighting its fans, like all of us. For the last, I don't know, let's just go back to 2015. We'll just start with The Force Awakens. Uh, this new weird, um, that's when the singularity happened. The Disney, you know, they had already done the Avengers movies, but they were feeling bold and it was time for their second property to take off Star Wars. So that is really where this Hollywood gaslighting starts, where people are, oh, what are they doing to our favorite characters? And then you're being called all these horrible, terrible things. And it's it's just constant. And it's not just a one-off thing. That's what I figured this out all is. It's just gaslighting on Hollywood's level. And it's stupid. And we're watching films with low, bad box offices outside of a pandemic. And Kevin Smith's He-Man really just exemplified that. That is the thing that's happening. What do you guys think about that? Well, I mean, I never, I was a little too young for He-Man to begin with, so I kind of look at it with Same. a bit of ambivalence. It's like, I don't care about He-Man. I mean, it's great if it works, but at the same time, it's like, 
on the one hand, it's yeah, he fucking made it woke, which we predicted on this show. And it's like, well, it's kind of shitty that you had to do that to the people that were fans of He-Man. And my whole thing is like the stuff is like kind of gotten to a fever pitch level where everything they fucking do nowadays has to be woke. So I take the Simpsons Treehouse of Horrors, I don't know what number it is, but it's an early one, approach of uh, Paul Anka's Just Don't Look. Just Don't Look. If you don't want... So the thing is, if we come on if we come on the internet and we cry about it, we bitch about it, we throw a fit about it, it means we either watched it or we know it exists. If you don't fucking watch it, you don't give it the viewership numbers, you don't look at it, you just don't give it any credence and i could follow that up with the fact that a certain individual whom i hate is rebooting the ninja turtles and i'm just not gonna watch it i don't care it doesn't exist I who is that person seth fucking rogan <laughs> thanks jeff um now Kendall, i know you're excited and i won't ask you to spend more than three to four hours covering your love of seth rogan and his ninja turtles reboot that you don't even know it's uh, it's about yet but um, let's take a step back from that and realize what a big mistake it is because, Mr. I developed a conscience as I'm trying to start making new art, yet at the same time losing my sense of humor. Now that you're in charge of Ninja Turtles or at least the writing duties, bro, be prepared for the same fucking... Like, you know what? I'm going to play a game with you guys. What fucked up celebrity is going to get the Power Rangers to fuck up? That's Seth Rogen. No, no, no. Tika Watiti is going to get the Power Rangers. <laughs> I'm calling it right now. <laughs> no, it's either like... either either him, either him or either him or Jordan Peele. One or the other. Oh God, I hope it's Jordan Peele, Jeff. I hope it's Jordan Peele. Just because you had to evoke. Oh, I hate you. <laughs> I hope it's Jordan Peele. If, if it's Jordan Peele, Jeff, Jeff is Jeff is gonna leave. Jeff's gonna leave. Just Jeff's gonna leave, leave the podcast, being like, I, I need to go return, return some videotapes. And then and then we're gonna hear. Then we're gonna hear the next day is about Jordan Peele, who who you know who fell off his balcony or something to his death or whatever. I, it's like, at, I at this moment, I'm room. okay with that because of the fact that he had to bring that up. <laughs> I fucking hate Seth Rogen. He plays the same character in every goddamn movie. They tried to make a joke about it, and in the world's the end. He's like, oh, you're going to play the same character in every movie? He's like, yeah. It's like, yeah, it's because you fucking do. You're like Michael Sarah. You play the same fucking role in every fucking movie. And you're not like, um, what's his name that plays Kenny Powers where it's actually entertaining? No. You play fat, dumpy douchebag. And that's all you play. Just like Michael Sarah plays skinny, fucking dumpy loser guy in every fucking movie you play. Yeah, yeah, Fuck yeah, Seth yeah. Rogen. Fuck him and his Power Rangers. Not Power Rangers. Ninja Turtles. It's not going to be any good. I ain't going to watch it. I'm not spending $1,000 on pre-orders for Ninja Turtles or Seth Rollins. No, I'm Seth Rollins. Him too. <laughs> Seth Rogen. I'm going to. I spent it already on the the power, the the power Ninja Turtles from you know 1988-89. Yeah, I don't care. I'm buying East Van Laird's Ninja Turtles, not yours. Fuck you, Seth Rogen, you dick. You're not even good as Seth Rollins. Well, and, and and that's the thing I don't understand about about Hollywood. They keep they keep they keep wanting to shove their politics into these old IPs that 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 they want to keep around, and then they wonder why that they bomb and don't don't make money. It's just like and 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 also it's like you don't shove these fucking dumbass politics into things that were made when these things didn't exist. It doesn't make sense. 
also by doing that you're killing the ip and killing killing anybody 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 who has money to buy it now or give money to it and whenever they do whenever you do something again even though it's good or bad they're still going to say no i'm not going to watch it or give it any money well, that's you're just, because... all, all you're doing all you're doing is killing the ip for a very 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 long time number and... one jeff fuck you number two <laughs> um their strategy is not working there's their original strategy was we'll put this out there and then when it doesn't doesn't work we'll attack the fans it's like you've been doing that for five years you've been attacking us for five years and your your box office receipts are still declining it's not us it's not just us it's not the niche audience that loves this stuff and has enjoyed it for so long <sighs> fuck you jeff <laughs> I know. I saw it on Big Bad Toy Store too, and I didn't share it with you because I was appalled. <laughs> I see how it is between us. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's why I'm gonna go out and buy this whole fucking set despite you. It's morphing time, bitch. Look, 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 look. <laughs> the only thing I will give them is that they made Raphael the Red Power Ranger. That's the only thing they got right. Other than oh that, fuck this crossover. I didn't want to. Oh, dude, I have no idea what this crossover is about. I just I like the Power Rangers. And I feel like this is a once in a lifetime thing because when we were kids, well, not maybe you, but I was like, oh, Power Rangers versus Ninja Turtles. How would that shit go down? We would I win. Guess, like, the Ninja Turtles would win. Disney property where they just team up instead of fight each other to the death because no one can be the hero or the villain. Like Freddy versus Jason was awesome because they both lost and they both won. But for God's sake, apparently there's there's a book about how that whole thing went down recently that I'm going to try to get from, get from my audiobook collection. I hate um, you. <laughs> Look, you don't give this shit credence. I know why they're making these because number one, the '80s nostalgia is blending into the '90s nostalgia. We've seen this; we're watching yeah. it happen in real time. Number two, there was a Ninja Turtles Power Rangers crossover in the comic books. It wasn't by the original people that did it; it was by the sellout people that did it. Number three, they want to sell action figures, not to me because I'm not buying those things. And number four, Voltron would beat uh, Power Rangers every day of the week. I will die on that. Uh, <laughs> wait, Voltron's only five coming together, right? Power Rangers only five coming together too, unless you nope. you know decide to include the Rebel Tommy and his fucking green dragon sword. Don't forget Titanus. Look, just because its name is spelled Tit Anus doesn't mean it doesn't pack a lot of fire. <laughs> Listen, motherfucker, <laughs> Tit Anus occurred later. It is a spin-off. It's not the original Power Rangers. Yes, they it is. Of- Titanus is the original thing. Lord okay. Brachion's from the original series, dude. I got that toy Christmas 93. Either way, they can fuck off the Voltron <laughs> when it forms blazing sword to cut that dragon sword down in half. I will die on that hill. <laughs> okay, you will die because the fucking mega the Ultra Zord is gonna smoke the fuck out of whatever Ultron edition you bring at me. Cars, Listen. lions, teletubbies, the Power Rangers are gonna win. Listen, everybody only will acknowledge. That the only Voltron defender of the universe, not defender of planet Earth versus that fucking she bitch, whatever her name was. I can't Peter remember. The, yeah, the chick with the big fucking horns that could only send like a mutated gorilla to Earth to fucking win. And he never did. They sent a new monster every day, Kendo. Give him a and break. They After a lost. Those, kid, the, those kids mostly failing all their classes. And all they lost things. to a bunch of teenagers, okay? The Voltron was piloted by defenders of the universe 
not defenders of planet Earth. We're talking about not the world title, Jeff. We're talking about the universal title that we created. Okay, that John, looks too clunky to even move. That looks like that looks like a guy with a giant white dragon erection. Okay, that's not going to defeat anybody <laughs> except for maybe a looks looks like it's a dick. Yeah. <laughs> It, it, it's gonna, it's gonna knock Where do you off. Where think what's the fire comes from, bro? Yeah, it's, it's gonna beat the chick that's gotten engaged recently, whose name I can't remember, but she does a bunch of interracial shit. Oh, Riley Reed. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, that'll no, that won't even stop Riley Reed. I, she doesn't go for a white dong. Um, Maitland Ward is who you're talking about. Yes. No. No, no. She does. She's. She went from straight. I'm dressing myself in body paint to I'm banging three black dudes at once. So it's not her either. I don't know how to respond to this anymore. Let's just it, move on. It doesn't matter. Voltron would win. <laughs> you oh, know, it was all fun and games ripping on Kevin Smith until Voltron versus Megazord got thrown into it. Folks, you need to tell us what you think. Who you that think is the win. battle for the ages. Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Voltron versus ripoff Voltron. Hold on, hold on, hold on. We need to make this a Patreon exclusive, people. You're, you're missing the point here. Uh, you know what I'll do? I'll ask Andy Signor if he'll host it for us. There you go. There I you go. will die on the hill of Voltron. The Go Lion version to. will always beat fucking ripoff Voltron, the five teenage kids to. with angst. Who's, which one of them is dead? So, I mean, they've already got a five to four advantage. Yeah, we need to. We, 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 we need to do this. We need to Who's going to pile and save you, Tiger Jeff? She's dead. No, Trini got replaced by Aisha. There was already yeah. a replacement. Fuck that. They. Within season one to two, they had to hey, replace hey, the main hey, cast. Hey, break it up and, and, and save it for Patreon, goddammit. it, a bitch. Jesus. <laughs> save it for yeah. Patreon, where we're we going to make some fucking money off this. Come on now. Give me that See, 17 cents, Nick. You are tipping the hand. You're not supposed to tip the hand. Folks, I'm not buy tipping Patreon. The hand. I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm just saying I'm, I'm just saying, pocket it for, for Patreon is what I'm saying. Folks, if you pay $5, you'll hear this battle between Voltron and uh, the, the ripoff Voltron. And uh, we'll tell you about Omaha Steaks. Yeah, folks, if you like delicious, delicious meat delivered to your house and you're not Riley Reed and you don't care what color it is, then make sure you get a delicious Omaha steak because right now. There's always room for family. Yes. If you put the you code went, family went, in went, when you order, you'll get some hot, warm meat right in your mouth. You went I don't have. to fucking Olive Garden immediately. <laughs> I could go for some breadsticks. Oh, my God. Shit, yeah, dude. Why are you ragging on Olive Garden? That's all about meat sauce and fuck money. Come on now. Dude, no, I'm just... <laughs> oh, God. We, 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 the, 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 that idea I came up with for the Omaha Steaks thing, we need to do that. That needs to happen. Deal. Do we Let's write it down and make a list. General. I mean, yeah. right now, Santa Fe Brewing Company, come on now. I am enjoying <laughs> your beer. I've been enjoying it all fucking day. And uh, you should sponsor us. <laughs> oh, man. So... <laughs> Kendo, yeah. Nick, yeah. we had 2020 was a weird year. Obviously, this thing happened, which slowed everything down, shut everything down. You might have heard of it. But this year, we're feeling some of the effects of that still. And this year changed the way we consume movies. Thanks to HBO Max, Netflix, and other streaming services, we've been able to get day one releases from some of the biggest titles. And we're kind of at the end of it, which is good because, let's be honest, most of the HBO Max's offering has sucked ass. And tonight we're going to be talking about another one of their films, another offering on HBO Max, this one in the superhero genre. Now, this is not the first HBO Max um, DC film that I've watched. 
It started off weak with Wonder Woman 84, one of the worst superhero movies I've seen in recent memory. She raped a guy. And then finally... Well, well, not just that. I mean, it's supposed to be Wonder Woman 84. It felt like Wonder Woman, like... 94 or something like it just it didn't feel like the fucking 80s it felt like they were no it felt like an emulation of the emulation of the 80s like it was it was fucking weird it It didn't even feel as accurate as stranger things yeah like that's like it was it was really bad because like stranger things was more accurate with their with their shit than than wonder one was i'm just like what are you doing here yeah well it didn't get any better with the justice league the snyder cut it's the same movie folks i know it represents something that people like it's the same movie, and that's as fair as we can be. So we get to Suicide Squad. The Suicide Squad, James Gunn's newest film. They got the guy, they plucked, they stole the man who made Guardians of the Galaxy relevant, and they put him on the Suicide Squad. And now it's time to talk about how good or bad they did. Now, Nick, you've watched it. Kenda, you've not, and I've watched it as well. So folks, we're going to be talking about it with some spoilers, all kinds of stuff, so be prepared. If you want to know here to the number... Oh, you can't wait to listen? No, I said I'm here to listen. I, I mean, oh, good because uh, you don't get to avoid the spoilers. Sorry, that is um, <laughs> your feed. I just have one it. question, Jeff. Yes. Does John Cena speak in Mandarin during the movie and apologize for calling Taiwan a country? Well, uh, what do you think? I think that he doesn't because he only apologizes. Guess what, motherfucker? Yeah, he only <laughs> apologizes in Mandarin when he calls Taiwan a country and he wants to appease his Chinese overlords who keep Uyghur Muslims in concentration camps. Yeah, that all happened. It did. And Bush doesn't care about black people. That's true, but he is not in power anymore. We do not have to pray to overlord Bush. Um, Joke's on you, Kendo. Oh, God. Oh, he's still the president? Well, damn. Anyway, I would like to tell everybody that uh, officially I am now learning Mandarin so I can apologize to the Chinese. No, I wouldn't do that. Thank God. Thank God. So let's start talking about the Suicide Squad. Let me get an image up for the audience so they don't have to look at, um, you know, great pictures of us. But sometimes you want something a little more on topic. So let's get a nice picture of the Suicide Squad. And let's start talking about the film. Now, I'll just say this right out the gate. This one is much better than the first one. Found out yes, you guys are. yes, it is. Yes, it is. It, 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 it really is. No, it's not a high bar. And I don't think this film is bad at all. I don't think it's great either. I think this is... Um, how do I... If you like Shazam, you'll like this movie. But for that's me... Fair. This, no, that's fair. But if this movie wanted to be what the market, the marketing and the fans and the people that are making it think it is, it's it needed a little more Deadpool tone because this movie wasn't enough. Like you don't want it to be just and, like and, Deadpool. Was it was it just it, me or, or was it too long? Like it could have cut like thirty minutes out of it and it would have been like a little bit tighter. Yeah, because it's over two hours, and yeah. usually a comedy you are str- like yeah, I get it. It's an action film, comedy, strong comedic lean, but there's a lot to handle when you're watching a long film like this like at least with the avengers and films like that these longer films part of the epic scale and grandiose nature comes from the visuals now this is a film with a 185 million dollar budget which is a lot of money not too far off from some of the bigger um, marvel films out there but uh with that being said a film like this is a very fast-paced 
uh, it's wittier, it's a snappier type of dialogue. So when your brain is focusing on that for two hours plus, it gets a little taxing. So I do feel you in terms of your critique of it being a long film because it starts out pretty good. It's funny for the most part. It's better than what DC's given us this year. I will say this is the best DC film in quite a while, but that's still not enough to say it's this great movie. I enjoyed what I watched. I enjoyed what they did, but I don't think I would ever go back to Suicide Squad. Now, uh, I know I just laid a lot out there for you. Uh, Nick, <laughs> what did you think of this film? Um, I, I liked it. I, my, my, once again, my bar was set really fucking low because of the first one. Uh, one thing one thing I did notice is that um, James Gunn's musical stuff from Guardians of the Galaxy carried over carried over to this movie. But the difference is that the music for this one was done correctly. Like it was seamless, but it also gave the scenes that had the music it, to it. Uh, it punched it up a little bit more because it was done correctly and not in this jarring way, like in the first part of Suicide Squad, where everybody got their different music and it was all like across all platforms and it was all really jarring and didn't make any sense. It's kind of like the DJ at the wedding. Didn't know what the fuck she was doing. That's what it was like. Hell no. I got pictures um, of her that people want to see her. <laughs> hey, that's talk about that later. Um, hmm. uh, the, like the music in this one, like you could tell James Gunn had you know had the musical feel from Guardians in this one because there was recognizable music, but it was done subtly and in a way that you didn't know it was there. And that's what I liked. It was there, but it you know it was it wasn't the it wasn't jarring. Um, one thing I one thing I did like as well is that he did everybody's backstory very quickly. It was either done with dialogue or very small visuals or very small vignettes, and it was done concise and in a way that kept the story going. So you knew you knew people's backstory, where they came from, who they were, how they got their powers, in like five or six minutes. Um, obviously, the bigger main characters got a little bit more time, but not very much more. Um, and that's what I loved about it is like you did the backstory with everybody instead of having to do that bullshit beginning of just like showing everybody's backstory all at once like you just gave them time and you 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 made a natural flow throughout the movie and things like that um uh it, you know it, it, and and I, I liked it for that aspect um it, this was way more fucking violent than the first one for sure there are blood and guts every goddamn oh way, god yeah which i loved as well i was like this this needed this needed that violent punch it really did to separate itself from marvel it needed to be more violent than a marvel movie and i think that's what they achieved and they got that um this was definitely more fun um it did it does drag with a two hour and 13 minute uh um, time they could have killed they could have they could have edited out 30 minutes out of it and it would have been a little bit tighter a little bit more concise and it'll probably a little bit faster paced um overall i did like it i will i'll probably watch it again um i mean i'll probably watch it again sometime i'm not gonna like you know like schedule it in there be like i need to watch it again now like i'll probably watch it again whenever I feel like it and uh, want something to watch. Cause it was interesting. I still wanted to watch it to, again, maybe to see anything I missed or whatever. Um, I would the, definitely watch this movie again. Yeah. The constant like one upping between um, peacemaker and blood sport was hilarious. Yeah. Um, Dude, because- John Cena, if this was John Cena's career, like start and he didn't say that stupid shit about fast and furious. I think people would be talking about him differently. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, yeah, he was, that, yeah, yeah, he was, yeah, he, he was, he was, he was really funny. He was really funny as hell in this movie. Um, he did a good job as being Peacemaker or wherever the Peacemaker character was, because uh, I know very little about the character. Um, that was fun. Even even Polka Dot Man was hilarious when you learned his thing and his whole like shtick. It was was wonderful. Oh, he was um, great. Yeah, and and you know it was like the whole movie was like really fun. Um, 
it was just long and you know it, it lagged it it it, it lagged a little bit in, in some some areas and things like that so those are my only complaints um yeah i mean it was it was it was it was it was, de- it was definitely better than part one for sure yeah it's not even a competition really yeah yeah there's a this is this is like a night and day difference like this one they actually tried it uh, even though i really don't like james gunn for his lifestyle choices if you know what i mean um he did do a good job on this movie he did yeah i completely forgot about all that james gunn controversy i just watched this you know and he i think james gunn i mean works. you i mean you you can tell his fucking girlfriends in the movie she's a, she's the one behind the computer or whatever like one little the cute little blonde girl in the computer room that's her I think James Gunn works best with like Slither or other shit, you know? Yeah. I like his, you know, when he works on big properties, I like the Guardians movies enough. Hell, when I was going through all the stuff I brought out from Ohio, it turns out I bought Guardians 2 on Blu-ray. So I must have really liked that shit, at least enough to get it on Black Friday. But yeah, I think he's the perfect guy for this. And like, you know, it is better than the other DC films. I And I yeah, like definitely. what they're doing. They're going for the deep cuts and the humor. I don't really know. You know what it is? Yeah, if, yeah, yeah, if, if they if, if they were to keep the the tone for this movie going on for the rest of the movies, um, I'd keep watching them. Like honestly, if they did a part two of this, just of this Suicide Squad, I would I, I would I would look forward to it a little bit. In all honesty, if they were like, oh, James Gunn's going to do part two of this Suicide Squad again with the same like you know, you know, my people. big complaint was what? My big complaint was the new cast that they announced for this film got killed off in the first minute. All the people that I was interested in watching, like Pete Davidson or Nathan Fillion or um, Michael Rooker, like all the dudes that got wiped out in the beginning for a joke, I was really interested in all of those actors to bounce. No, off same of here, same here, same here. Podcast. Yeah, same here. I was I was interested interested in them as well, and then all of a sudden we got like Honey Dicked was what? Well, you know, see what seemed like, and we get to the uh, to the other side of this, and I was just like, oh, okay, that's weird. You showed these guys the whole time, and then these guys pop up. I'm like, oh, okay, that's odd. Uh, oh, oh, and one thing, one thing I didn't like about the movie is that they kept doing this like time jump backwards thing, like three and four times. I was like, oh, fucking, don't do that again. And they they did it at least three or four times. I was like, one or two is fine, but no more than two. You get two, and that's it. Now, this movie has underperformed. Would you guys like to hear a little more what the people, uh, what the industry is saying about this? Yeah. Yes. So, uh, The Suicide Squad, a new R-rated superhero film from Warner Brothers, opened to an estimated $26.5 million at the North American box office. Um, so it says that the number came under industry expectations, which projected the film to make around $30 million. Whoop-de-doo, it's not that big of a difference. The movie took in $72.2 million. So does that mean that the film starring Idris Elba and the devilishly crazy Harley Quinn was a flop? Not exactly. So what they're trying to do is say that the movie underperformed, but it's not a flop. And they said that this summer, there's been increasingly difficult to gauge the success at the box office. And that said, Suicide Squad is a big-budget superhero movie. And it has a 92% on Rotten Tomatoes. But several factors, including um, rising COVID cases or the Delta variant, as well as um, that's what they're saying. Excuses are like assholes. Everybody's got one. Exactly, man. Exactly. Hey, here's the thing. I'm probably going to support this and go watch in a theater because I think uh, to to me it's important because I like this one more than the first one. 
And the first oh, one yeah. I went to go watch in a theater, and that was a fucking mistake. If I if I had the option to not do that and watch it online for for free through a service, I would have done that. Um, this one I will make the effort and go give money to in a theater because I, I believe it, it deserves that for sure. I agree with that statement. I think this movie, folks, is fun. It fixes all the bullshit from the first one. Well, not all of it. The the premise of the Suicide Squad is a little flawed inherently. And luckily yeah, this is, one addresses that. Because the whole point of like, like the way the first Suicide Squad movie ended was fucking stupid. That yep. movie is Ghostbusters. And people go, what does that mean it's Ghostbusters? The Suicide Squad fights that queen, uh, the, the witch, that is essentially the fight from Ghostbusters, including Treasure Destroyer <laughs> yep. and all that shit. It's yep. the same ending. There's no debate about it. But I rewatched the first one with Jesse because she hadn't seen it and she wanted to watch it before the second one. And everything in that movie is shit. But what they do, the whole Amanda Waller bit about her being the, the rescue person and then after they you save the day, her coming in to bring them down... Um, that's stupid. This one addresses that by like, they just, they go away and that's it. That's all she wrote. Like, I'm so tired of the, um, oh, now you got to go back and all this shit. It's like, look, these are a group of supervillains. It's so unbelievable that these people that can take down Superman and Batman and all these things, once they get captured, aren't going to figure out how to get out. Oh, you put a brain in their bomb, a bomb in their brain. That's awesome. Great. They figured out how to get rid of, out of the first one. So that's true. Not yeah. to, it's just like, I like, the idea of bad guys coming together to fight, but the premise of forcing them is dated. And now that Rick Flag is dead, as for as much as I like this movie, I don't want another Suicide um, Squad. I wouldn't um, mind more villains. Um, Just in- you didn't watch it all the way to the end, did you? What with the post-credit sequence? Yeah, I didn't see the second one. Okay, Rick Rick Flag is not dead. Oh, okay. Well, they they they, they brought well, him. The, he's he, he, at the end. He was in a hospital. Like he's he's sitting there. In the it, bed, it's like, good to know that Ric Flair is still active and kicking in the DC universe. <laughs> yeah, like because like I, I was like the superhero movie. You got to watch all the way till the end, or else <clears throat> you're, you're going to miss something all the time. So like yeah, they had um, they had they had Rick Rick Flag, um, you know, in a hospital bed there because i was just like they're not gonna they're not gonna let this guy die because he's the you know he's the one he's he's the dude it's not gonna happen so yeah they brought him back and he's in a uh he's in a hospital bed at the end spoiler alert so it's so spoiled nick i'll never ever 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 forgive you like this is the most horrific thing you've done since i did this to dion I mean, that's just not even here. As soon as I saw that extended video cut of that whole little thing, I'm like, Jeff, we had tortured Dion. The best parts are left out. (laughs) I will do more. I will do more. Don't worry. Oh, man. I mean, the brunettes running around is one thing, but you get the horses with weird voices. I mean, that's where you punch Dion in the scrot. Fine. <laughs> I'll do that since you just watched Back to the Future too. Oh, God. I do love that movie. It's one of the few I brought with me. Nice. Oh, dude. I When I first moved... Okay. You did the same thing I did when I moved across the country. You picked what you were bringing. I'm yeah. now in the phase where it's like, 
how can I get everything here? So it's like, how do I do it? So I'm just trying to break it up. Because eventually you'll get there. You're like, oh, shit, I really want this thing that I didn't think I'd want. You'll, be, you'll think about it every day. Mm-hmm. And then you'll bring it and you'll go, oh, cool. Yeah, I, I brought three heavy-duty small boxes from an employer that I used to work for. <laughs> and um, one box had Xbox, Nintendo, satellite, all that stuff in it. Another box had odds and ends. And then the other box had essential games, movies, and books. And the Back to the Future trilogy on Blu-ray made the essential list of books or movies. There you go. There you go. This Shocker's Guide was in the essential books category. Well, always. I do not recognize the movie that was made 15 years ago that I was dragged out <laughs> of theaters after watching. But, you know, it was the book is there. Oh, man. Well... I I feel differently, and that's why I'm so glad I brought my giant Batman. <laughs> oh, I kind of want to go get it and show you guys, but I won't. Every action figure I've ordered has gone to the pile of loot, and it will eventually have to go to my P.O. box, but that's neither here nor there. <laughs> I um, have finally got most of the shit I pre-ordered switched over. So I do have a couple hot toys in the uh, hopper. We got... Uh, Batman and Robin from Batman Forever, and then James Bond and Spider-Man. Well, James Bond's not a hot toy. He's from Big Chief, but I digress. So, yeah, uh, Suicide Squad, hopefully it does not deter from any deeper cuts from comic book films. I thoroughly enjoyed Starro the Conqueror, the fucking first villain from the first Justice League comic. Like, that was cool. That was different. And... I like R-rated superhero films. I don't want more saccharine bullshit. Uh, this... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm over that shit. I think, I, th- I think this Suicide Squad kind of hit that adult thing we needed, that R-rated thing with the, with the violence and everything in it. It hit that spot, you know. Like it really, it really did a good job with that. So I'm list. I'm looking at the list right now of. Um, well, hold on. Now it wants to bitch about ad blocker. I'm trying to get all the 2021 films that streamed on HBO Max. So let's look at these. So the little things I did watch on HBO Max, I thought the little things was better than the Suicide Squad. Oh, the that was one of Denzel Washington, right? Yes. And that uh, was Jared fucking, Leto. That was so good. Oh, my God. That was so good. Yep. Oh, man. Now that's That was a real movie. Yeah. Now, that, dude, that, oh, Black- man. I'm, I, need, I need to go buy that. That one was so fucking good. Yeah, now that's what I say, folks. Support your art. If you like it, go buy a copy of it because this shit goes away quickly. Now, Judas and the Black Messiah, I thought kind of, so I'll go with. The Suicide Squad was better than that. Didn't watch Tom and Jerry. I liked the Suicide Squad more than Godzilla vs. Kong. What about you guys? Yeah, I could I, I could see that. That, that well, Once again, those movies, they, they keep... They keep... They keep on the the humans and that story and all that other crap that nobody really cares for. So I mean that's the problem. So um, I don't, yeah, I'll, I'll, I agree with you on that for sure. I have not watched the Suicide Squad, so I cannot say, but I do love monsters beating the shit out of each other. Well, the Suicide Squad was better than Mortal Kombat for sure. Yes, it was. That movie <laughs> fucking sucked. Oh my god, that, that might be the worst. That's thing another I've bar that was not set very high. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Oh, by, by, by the way, Jeff, they have the Suicide Squad um, set you can get on it's Big Bad Toy Store for hundred bucks, and if you get all all of them, you can build um, King Shark. 
I wish I liked this movie enough to spend any money on the merchandise. That's true. That's true. Like, I mean, I, I thought about it, but I'm just like, hundred bucks is still a lot for that. Like, it's not worth it. <laughs> yeah. No. Like, I'll spend a hundred bucks on toys if it's something I like. That's why I spent a lot more than a hundred dollars on certain toys I like. Yeah, man. <laughs> um. Oh, Kendo. Uh, while toys, I was away, toys that I bought thirty five years ago. You hear me, Kendo? Yeah, I can hear you. No, I said, while I was away, guess what showed up in the mail? Uh, I don't know. Well, this is pretty cool. Uh, this is... Wait, not that. Can't, there we go. This is cool. This is your life. Remember This Is Your Life, Rock? <laughs> oh, nice. Oh, my God. Yeah. I oh. sure... It, <laughs> it was there when I got back. I was very happy. It's like those uh, hero clicks things I sent you. Yeah. The rock and sock connection, bro. Yeah. My... They're not the greatest tag team of all time, but they're my favorite. <laughs> Actually, no, the Hardy Boys are my favorite. <laughs> but, yeah, the Suicide Squad, uh, do I got to compare it to the other two movies I've watched from HBO. Oh, yeah, it was so much better than the fucking Space Jam New Legacy. That movie, I still <laughs> not over how bad that was. I'm glad I didn't watch that one. I'm so happy I didn't watch it. Well, the best wow, the best news is the rest of the films from HBO might be decent. So after we have The Suicide Squad, we got Reminiscence, which is Hugh Jackman's new film. I like Hugh Jackman quite a bit. Uh, after that is Malignant, which is James Wan's new film. Okay. I saw a poster for it and I thought, hey, I'm gonna go see that in theaters. Yeah, I just watch it at home since I already pay for this shit. Yep. Then there's the Many Saints of Newark, which is the Sopranos film, which I will definitely be watching since I'm a huge fan of that show. We also have Dune. You guys excited for Dune? Interested? I I mean, if, if it's going on HBO Max, I'll probably watch it. Uh, but I'm not. It's not something I would go to the theater and go watch it all. Honestly, like I wouldn't. Yeah, I wouldn't do that. I was told as a sci-fi person, I would enjoy Dune. However, I have not watched Dune or read the book. I just remember the game Dune Two, where you just ran people over with the harvester. <laughs> that was like a good time. Was it an electric boogaloo? Uh, sure. So that game that you liked, Dune 2, has a score of 4.7 out of 5. It is a widely regarded er, masterpiece. I just want to play it. All right, no, I don't. <laughs> uh, well, I, I do talk about wanting to get into weird, obscure sci-fi and horror. Nick, I picked up my first H.P. Lovecraft book the other day. Oh, nice. I, th I think there's like a compendium you can get or something that has like all of them in there. In there. Well, I wanted to start light because I have never read any of his work. I've listened to a couple things on you know audio recordings as I was drawing, but I was like, this is it. So I got his uh the macabre collection, which has like Dagon and stuff like that in it. Okay, so cool. very nice. Um, I'll be filling you guys in, folks. Uh maybe over on our membership program, I'll talk about some of the literature we read. It'll be fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um H yeah, HP Lovecraft is interesting. He was uh he was a he was a weird dude. He's a weird dude. I mean, because of him, we have the Necronomicon. That's how that came into pop culture because of him. So he died. I don't think he was well regarded in, in life. Like I don't think he lived a happy life. Well, it's funny. It's funny because life. a couple years ago, people were like, "Oh, he was a racist." I'm like, a lot of a lot of old a lot of old turn of the century art, uh, authors were. So, like, I'm I'm sorry to tell you, like that sucks. But like, some of their stuff is really good, and you know really interesting and compelling. I'm sorry they were horrible people in their real lives, but their stories are kind of good, so what do you want from me? 
You know? Yeah. You know, Nick, we're the type of people that should be offended by these, you know, terrible, wanton racists of the past. Yet we're I mean, like, hey, maybe you should just uh, realize the time that these things were made. Yeah, and also they're fucking dead, so I don't know why you're worried about it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I listen, I still listen to R. Kelly. He's a horrible fucking human being. I still listen to his music. I'm sorry, but I do. You've gone too far. <laughs> I, look, I was never going to get back into R. Kelly. I never enjoyed his... Okay, I liked the big hits. No, no, same here. I same here. I like I like the big hits, too. I'm not, I, I don't listen to like all the albums all the time. Like Only only the big hits. That's really what it is. You know is. why I stopped liking R. Kelly, though? Why is that? Because of, because of, peeing it, on somebody is just really weird to me. <laughs> like I understand <laughs> the other things I've read into it, folks. No one's gonna teach me anything about R. Kelly. We all read it together. Yeah, we did. But, yeah, we did. Hey, he's gonna pee on you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's my Robert. God. Dude, Chappelle show was the best ever when they fucking lampooned him. It was fantastic. And then the fucking South Park episode about trapped in the closet where they made fun of that whole music video. Oh my god, dude. That that that, that thing is so fucking long. My friend tried to make me watch it. I'm just like, I can't do this. I can't fucking do this. This is too goddamn long. You remember the Weird out parody? Trapped in the drive-thru? Yes. <laughs> Which was so much better. So much better. Most things by Weird Al are better than the originals. Uh, that, that's, yeah, that, that's kind of true. I'm going to look at the Weird Al parody list and see if there's where the discrepancy lies. All right. Um, I think I might rather listen to Riding Dirty than White and Nerdy. Yeah. But other than that, it looks uh, like Weird Al might win. I'd rather listen to Fat than Bad. <laughs> I'd rather listen to... Um, what's the one? The Beverly Hillbillies one. I'd rather listen to that over Money for Nothing. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. Money for Nothing's a good song. Kendo, do you like Dire Straits? Uh, he, 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 had, he had to go somewhere, I think. I think he disappeared for a second. Oh, okay. I don't know what well, happened. Of course he <laughs> leaves the minute he's valuable to the show. <laughs> Thanks, Kendo. I'm going to quiz you on Mark Knopfler when your ass gets back. Just be prepared. <laughs> I don't even know anything about Mark Knopfler. I don't even know who that is, man. <laughs> the lead singer of Dire Straits. The people that okay. sing Money for Nothing. Okay, all right, all right. I want my MTV. I don't. MTV hasn't been good in decades. No, it has, man. Ever, ever, ever since they took off the cartoons and shit, it's been uh, it's been crap. I just maybe it's just the way we live, but I used to love just turning on one channel and just being excited by the selection of what was going to be on. Not, oh, this show sucks. Uh, blah blah blah. It's only got like whatever left. It was cool because. Even the weirder MTV shows were kind of entertaining. Nowadays, yeah, 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 because you're not in it. Yeah, because I think Aeon Flux was like peak weirdness for them, and I was just like, this is insanely weird, but it's still at least visually interesting enough to watch, kind of thing. Like it was crazy, dude. If you um, think Aeon Flux was the weirdest shit they ever did, I got some uh, animation to show you, <laughs> and it was all all on MTV. This wasn't wow. anything, you know, like weird porn or anything like that. This is just the shit that they found appropriate for liquid television yeah i remember that shit dude yeah that that, that stuff was awesome uh those are the late night cartoons and things they would, they would uh, have on there it was oh, so much fun and they'd actually you know play music and stuff during the during the day it was great and now they just don't do anything at all <laughs> team um, reruns jeez i think isn't sci-fi a part of viacom as well like uh let me see who owns all their channels 
I hope not. Uh, let's see. I'm looking up who, what shows are in Viacom. Um, hey, Kendo, while I look this up, I was asking you a question. Do you like Dire Straits, the band? Yeah, sorry. Uh, this was not a connection issue this time. This was a fat cat named Ozzy issue where he stepped on my computer and put me in airplane mode. And um, okay, because right. because I was just like you had you had good internet, also disappeared. I was like, what happened, Ken? Oh yeah, no internet connection was fine. I just had a fat cat named Ozzy who decided to step on my computer and put me in airplane mode. Um, so ow, fuck! Now he just clawed me in the back. Um, <laughs> he's he's doing it again. Um. Dire Straits, the band, they're all right. They got some good tunes. Um, I think I've compared uh, our friend Brian Lape to Dire Straits a few times. Um, <laughs> dire Straits is fine. Something here. for nothing and the chicks for free. Salt in the swing and shit like that. <laughs> um, uh, it, it looks like Sci-Fi is owned by NBC Universal Television and streaming. So, yay! That means on our Peacock thing, okay. Kendall likes stuck on. Okay. Um. Yeah, so yeah, I mean, yeah, sci fi used to be good. Um, I don't know, early, early 2000s, and then like did they change management and then just went to shit? So, yeah, I enjoyed, I know I'm in the minority here, but man, I loved when you would turn on sci fi channel and you get weird, kitschy shit. Those old uh channel uh trailer promos, man, they would show you clips from really fucked up, stupid sci fi movies. Oh, but yeah, get so dude. excited. Yeah, well, and, and even then, even the, even their Saturday movies, even though they were fucking weird, they were entertaining at least. You know, like some of them were just ridiculous. They would come out on DVD like you know six months later, but some of them were just insane. You were just like, I gotta watch this. And uh, yeah. that, like, I, I I love how Sharknado was like the last one that did of that because it brought them so much bullshit. They made like eighteen of those goddamn movies, and they never did it again. And even then, like they had like two or three shows that were. Um, that were quite good that they were that they could have gone on for 10 seasons for but they just cut them off too you know and it was it was really dumb it's really really dumb dude i saw the thing for the first time on sci-fi oh nice and it still scared me like it was <laughs> awesome they used to so, show all kinds of great shit and then they would show old star trek reruns yeah dude yeah i remember that like during the day during the day they would just show old star trek reruns all the time it was good stuff yeah, I don't mind when your channel's called Sci-Fi and you play Star Trek all day because, like, what else? Why not? <laughs> it's the number one science fiction television show in history. Why wouldn't you play it? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then, and then now you go, you now you go on to dump. Like, okay, like, like two of their shows. I think it was like Eureka Warehouse Thirteen. They killed off the same time, and they did like a last season of like four episodes to just satisfy the fans and move it the fuck on. Because th like those shows would go on for like fifth, like twelve to twelve to fifteen episodes a season, but they were so like they were so robust and everything that they were so out there that they could have gone on for ten seasons easily, but they didn't. And I was like, why would you? Because like the the fan base was already built in. Why would you not keep going and you know get more people excited about this and own this IP because you can do so much with it. It was a, such a dumb idea that they just like, oh, we're just going to kill it off. It's like, why? The fuck? Hey, Kendo, do you remember when Sci-Fi was the proper home to air ECW? <laughs> I mean, that was, we're going back a while. I mean, we're talking about Sci-Fi being the home of WWE just to spite the USA Network. But, I mean, I remember when Sci-Fi original movies were actually semi-decent, not just... Yeah, man. Yeah. We're gonna fire a bunch of shit at the wall, put Jaleel White in it, and call it a movie. 
Yeah, because yeah, their Saturday movies or the, their Friday Saturday movies are actually like worth worth watching or worth DVR. Yeah, watch like, later. Their their Saturday night sci-fi original was like something really cool. It was like, and you know, it was like uh, Chupacabra attacks, and it had fucking uh, Gimli in it from Lord of the Rings. Yep. You know, yep. they actually had like a big name actor in their movies. It was a sci-fi original, and then it was, what if we put a piranha in a movie with an anaconda? And we got fucking Urkel to be the lead star. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. We'll have a Bigfoot terrorize people, and we'll have Danny Bonaducci and fucking Greg Brady stop him. It makes sense when you say it like that. <laughs> or, or, or we'll have these tarantulas that get set on fire from a volcano, and they'll be lava tarantulas, and we'll have the cast of Police Academy stop him, starring Steve Gutenberg. <laughs> Which, by the way, I mean, Lava Lantula and Two Lava Two Lantula were inter- they were entertaining movies. I mean, everything but, everything you said so far sounds awesome right now. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not going to say that those like some like look. Okay, I will give you that some of the sci-fi original movies are stupid as hell. But you know, there was a time period between like 2012 and 2015 where they were hitting on the right notes. They were like, look, we're going to create a movie where like a, a, a volcano causes tarantulas to catch on fire and the, pl- the and the cast of police Academy has to stop them. We've got Steve Gutenberg and we got the dude that makes the funny sounds and voices on board. Let's make this shit happen. And it was great. It was Michael great. Winslow. Yeah. Michael Winslow. And they also had like fucking Edward Norton in one of their, or not Edward Norton. Uh, the other one, uh, Edward Furlong. Yeah. The drug addict. That's not a get, and that is a huge fall. It's like we had Edward Norton. No, wait, fuck, sorry, Edward Furlong. <laughs> Edward Furlong, dude, can you imagine that board being? Look, 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 we got a movie, we got a movie where these giant spiders take over the world, and we have Edward, and everyone pauses, Furlong, and they're like, oh, fuck, I thought he was gonna say, you can just Norton. hear the air escape the room. Yeah, it's like, oh, shit, I thought he had Edward, Norton. Oh, fuck it, sign the check, Edward. Edward Furlong is doing convention. I think I think he's doing a convention. Um, I think he might be doing the Atlanta Days of the Dead convention. I'm not sure. I saw him do saw him scheduled for for something recently. And I was just like, what? I don't know. Stop my head. Which one it was that Edward Furlong was in? Maybe the audience can tell us. But yeah, no, he was in one of those sci-fi original movies like ten years ago, and that was like a big deal. Like they advertised like we've got Edward Furlong starring in. It might have been two. It might have been Lava Lanchula. I don't know. I know he dies. Look. He looks fat, bloated, like he should have died of drugs. No, <laughs> in this movie, he dies of like a myth, like a, a, a sci-fi creature killing him. And you want to make some money real quick, guys? Yes. Yes. I got an idea. Okay. We bring back okay, the channel's big. We bring back celebrity boxing, Edward Furlong versus Corey Feldman. Million dollar idea. Dude. <laughs> It's like child actors beating the shit out of each other. Uh, One has been like self-tormented from all the drugs and everything he's abused. The other one's been self-tormented from the drugs he's abused because of the physical abuse he's had at the hands of like, you know, movie people. Okay, I'm in. I can never get over the fact that Edward Furlong was in the fucking crow. Yeah, it was like it was like the original one. one. No, he was in the crow too. It was like can you imagine being his agent? Like, look, Edward, no, I can't. Edward, hey, hey, we got you a role in a movie. Oh, really? What is it? The Crow. Really? Part two. <laughs> Dude, it's not the Kendo. This is like the fifth uh, Crow movie. So, Edward, we got you a role in a movie. You know the Crow movies? Yeah, those are that the first one was really great. Everything else has since then has been shitty. 
Yeah. Well, we got you a role in the crow part five. Oh, the only think of all the blow you could buy. All right, I'm in. <laughs> so I think this must have been an attempt to reboot the crow. Now, hear me out. First off, it's the fourth and final installment in the crow film series. And sure. the reason I think they were actually trying this one has a really st- a pretty stacked cast for the crow. So you got. Edward Furlong, who's whatever, but you have David Boreanaz, T- uh, Tara Reid, Tito Ortiz, Dennis Hopper, uh, Emmanuel Chicory, and Danny Trejo. Wow. Okay, so they're, I mean, they're really trying. Yeah, I mean, Emmanuel Chicory, you've got me there. Oh, yeah, I'd love to get her there. She is a very, very wonderful looking woman. Mm-hmm. That was take a moment of silence take, for her. Thank you very yeah, much. Yeah, take her, leave the rest. <laughs> Uh, I'll just take her because I don't know who. Well, it, terror, it's Tara Reed, so I'm taking her, no problem. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, Emmanuel Chickory, God, dude. She's, oh, man. Do you remember when Tara Reed was on the uh, red carpet and her tit popped out? <laughs> and that guy has to come up and like cover her dress. Like she's standing there and her tit pops out, and everyone's like <laughs> looking at her. And no, some no, guy no, runs I love, I love, I love, I love. I love I love that video clip because like the cameras are going off at a normal rate and all of a sudden her fucking yep. tit pops out and like it's like a fucking like strobe light on her and she's, and, and she's like why is everyone looking at me and the guy's like put your titty back up woman I can't ever show this and I never will but it makes me laugh every time because <laughs> she's like uh, she's just so happy you know what it reminds me of you ever seen the f- second Jackass movie a little bit of it yeah. Do you remember the part where Spike Jones plays the old lady and he's got all the makeup on? Yes. And the gag is the door rips the old lady's shirt off. She's like, oh my god, help! That's what this reminds me of. Like, the obliviousness of Tara Reid with her tit out reminds me of the old lady from Jackass. Oh god, yeah. She's, 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 had, a, she's had a difficult career. I feel, I feel for her, but... Well, you know, you say difficult career, I say botched plastic surgery. I mean... She was great in the American Pie movies. You know, she was. Be- yes, well, she, not, was. she wasn't yeah. believable as fucking dickhead, fucking rookie Cubs pitcher, first, you know, you know, kids, girlfriend. Nobody's going to believe that. <laughs> they would have believed her as Ostriker's girlfriend, but not Kevin or whatever his name was. We'll call him Kevin. You mean <laughs> Kevin? Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The rookie of the year. Yeah. <laughs> no one's going to, no one's going to believe rookie of the year fucking landed Tara Reed prime 99. <laughs> However, they would they would believe that rookie of the year landed Terry Reed now. So that's so then, where you so, missed so, the window. So then, so then the, 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 the other girl, choir, the, the choir girl should have been Kevin's girlfriend then. Correct. Well, yes. And the thing is, you if know you, what? If you, if you, you, know if you what? really no, hold on, hold on, hold on. It's funny you say that now because thinking about it, it makes perfect goddamn sense. It really does. If you really deconstruct the two, who would you have expected some kid who had surgery on his arm that can now throw a fucking hundred mile per hour heater? Be coached by Gary. Well, remember, remember, he also, he, no, 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 no. Remember, he also went back in time and helped King Arthur. Okay, I remember that too. Uh, that was a different movie, but that's probably. You know, here's the thing. As a kid, my parents were like, here's a movie about baseball. And I'm like, oh, this is awesome. And I looked at the cover and the kid was wearing a Cubs jersey. And I'm like, fuck this movie. And I hated it. I hate the Cubs. Fuck the Cubs. I 
I feel like that's a theme, and I'm going to make sure I take Edward Furlong's face off the screen. Sorry about that, folks. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. That was a bit, that was a bit unsettling. I'm used to him looking fat, bloated, and about to die. I mean, uh, fine. Let me fix that for you. <laughs> Edward Furlong fat. Have you ever seen the picture of him hanging out with Ron Jeremy? No, but I mean, that's two fat, bloated people that are about to die. One behind well, bars for obvious reasons. <laughs> the other... On yeah. Reddit, there's a picture titled T4, The Rise of Cholesterol. <laughs> they ate a lot of Jollibee. Hey, 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 hey Kendo. <laughs> Rookie of the Year came out in 93. A kid in King Arthur's Court came out in 95. And they're both and they both they're both the kid wearing a like a baseball, a baseball uniform. So like oh dude, it, hey look, one of those two <laughs> is drinking Laguitis. Well, oh god. Yeah, there's a Laguitis both, on the screen. I know that I know that I know. I know I know Ron Jeremy, I think, is in is in jail now or in in, in custody for something. He is for in sure. custody. He is on trial for crimes we will not talk about on this channel. Oh, okay, yeah, gotcha, gotcha. But yes, no, when Rookie of the Year came out, Kendo was 10. He was he loved baseball. He was a he was a baseball player. He was very good at it. And then this movie came out and it featured Dickhead that was going to be an American pie. I'm just, Cubs I'm uniform. Just saying, I'm just and saying, I suddenly it, 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 wasn't it interested. It follows the timeline of him getting getting the getting the arm that could go, you know, that could throw a ball 100 miles an hour, and then he goes back in time and comes back to our time, and then he goes to high school and then gets Terry Reed. So I mean, that kind I of mean, you sense. could scream about Little Big League too, but I didn't believe that Jason Robarts would leave some bastard kid, the Minnesota Twins. They weren't good, but you know, Poindexter was on the team as the first baseman. I could believe that. Yeah, I'm just sitting here reading about the Thomas Ian Nicholas filmography. And he started in 1992, and he still acts. He's in something as recent as 2021. No, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the American Pie guy. Yeah, one of the American Pie guys, not named Jason Biggs, or the other one, Chris Klein, or the other one, uh, you know, Shit Break, are still in movies. Finch? Yeah, Finch. Finch Finch isn't in movies, I don't think. Uh, Chris Klein, he went out with 2002. And no, they make fun of that American reunion. No, he showed up in a uh, Street Fighter: Legend of Chun Li. Oh, that's true. He did. He did. Who does he, he play? I'll tell you right now. Well, also, Shannon Elizabeth hasn't hasn't done anything. Mina Savari, I think, has just quit all the altogether. John William Scott had had a chance with the uh, Lethal Weapon um, TV show, but then then Damien Wayans wanted to quit, and he just had that one season. So. Well, Kendo, to answer your question, Chris Klein stars in Street Fighter, The Legend of Chun-Li. He plays Charlie. Charlie. Uh, Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Street Fighter, Street Fighter, Street Fighter. I'm trying to remember the character Charlie. Charlie Nash. Charlie Nash. Adventures of Pluto Nash. Kevin Nash. (laughs) Scott Nash. um, Nash Bridges. Nashville, Tennessee. No, it's not ringing a bell. I don't remember him in the Street post, Fighter. Dude. Somebody posted that Charlie Nash is quite possibly the worst character in film history. It's like the director said, just do the biggest douchebag impression possible for the entire movie. And Clyde said, by the time I'm done, no one will ever try to top this. And he was right. Oh, God. Well, even even, even Jason Biggs, I know he tried doing a show recently that I think just faded in, into you know nothingness uh, that nobody really cared about. I mean, so. he fucked a pie. I'm surprised he's been this role. <laughs> oh, no. uh, yeah, yeah, it was called like, outmatched or something. It was, yeah, it was something that just nobody, nobody gave a shit about. 
And, hey, check uh, this out. So first off, he looks look. like Jason Lee on crack. He does. Does. Thought that guy looked tough or hard or... Look, if I'm doing something illegal, that fucking guy comes to arrest me. I'm like, okay, I'm sure you're really a cop. Like, what is your acting direction? Like, be high. Well, also, well, it's also, like, do you do, you, do you be blame John the Wick or do you, without or a gun, blame, but blame on, you know, blazing on fucking weed and shrooms. Oh God. Well, I mean, like, who, who do you blame for that? The director or or, or, or Chris Klein himself? The director. Okay. Chris Klein himself for existing. Yeah, a little column <laughs> A, a little column B. Years come early. Oh yeah, my God. Last Supper. And he serves in their own heads. At what point did the director say, hey. hey <laughs> wow. Hey, that's some bad acting. Okay. okay, so the director clearly told him, hey, you know that haircut you had between American Pie 2 and American Wedding? Do that. I want the pompadour look, but not go full out Sharpton. And two, I want you to act the way you did in the second American Pie movie. That's what will grab the attention. Oh, God. Well, also, I, in, in watching those movies and thinking about it recently, I think American Pie 2 is slightly better than American Pie 1. Because there, there were a lot more shenanigans to be had in, in, in Part 2. I haven't seen Part 2 all the way through. Wow. Um. I don't know what to say. Uh, well, folks, I guess this is the last show uh, that I'll be on. I'm so embarrassed. I'm quitting my own <laughs> show. From all, so from all of us here for watching, thank you. I'm stroking out on air. We'll say it in reverse order. Be excellent to each other. There you go. That was the show, folks. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I don't know. Sometimes I'm just like, I'm on the ride with you guys. I don't know what's going to happen next. But okay, I can make we'll, sure we'll, I don't we'll see, we'll see, since, since you have the cock, it's 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 on there to stream. Oh, we can stream up the cock all night yeah, long. You can, yeah, part two's on, on, on the cock, so enjoy that. <laughs> I might. I might give it a shot. All right. Oh, man. Kendo. Are you still with us? I guess not. Well, when Kendo gets back, we'll be jumping into another segment. So in the meantime, folks. Shit, yeah, we got to get paid. And on that note, we cue the music. Man. So <laughs> you think at 90 minutes in, they figured out, well, this is not live. Um, Probably not. I wonder how many people that listen to the show listen for segments and then are going to come back later and go like, wait, I missed it? Yeah. It's, it's Sunday, <laughs> folks. It's Sunday. Yeah. If you if 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 you're one of our patrons, you listened to the uh, the, the hangover the hangover first, and now you're listening to this. So, you know, same day, same day. Yeah, that's the benefit, folks, of uh, helping support WCBS. We're always going to give you early access to the fun stuff, and as soon as we get back from Horror Hound, we're going to start with more drunk commentaries. So be on the lookout for that. And Nick, we're getting into horror season. I know you got a million and one things planned, but we also have some horror commentaries to do. So it's almost that season. You getting excited? Yeah, man. Um, I have a lot of things planned. I'm trying to plan out at least every weekend in October and a little bit into September to where I'm doing something horror related or anything like that. So I'm trying to get everything mapped out. Um, 
so I can do. I got I the do ultimate kind of horror excursion for you. Okay, shoot. Just go kill a person. <laughs> Put on a mask, chop up some chick, and then don't give a fuck. Jesus That's Christ, man. I, I like horror movies, but goddamn, Jeff. <laughs> you know, everything's about the immersive experience. Well, I like Michael Myers. All right, I'm going to go kill my God. sister. Oh, wait, I don't have a sister, so I guess I'm not going to get that immersive. Well, neither did he in part one, so I don't know what to tell you. That was that was invented until part two. Oh, I just meant his first sister. Okay. Judith. I think I think she's going to be at a convention. She might be at, at, at Horror Town that we're going to be at. Oh, Sandy Johnson? <laughs> yeah. Ooh. She was in Playboy. Yes, Sandy was. Johnson sounds like a bad name to have. Oh, dude, I got Sandy Johnson. <laughs> well, she didn't have a Johnson, but it was quite Sandy. Yeah, Sandy Johnson's going to be there at, at Horrorhound, buddy. That's going to be weird. <laughs> but hey, she Sandy looks, Johnson, she looks, did you get some water? She, she looks like a school teacher, like in her picture on Horrorhound now. Like she looks like she's a school teacher. It's like, weird. It's like I've seen your mark, lady. I don't want your autograph. <laughs> oh, God. Well, there, I'm looking forward to, uh, folks. If you're gonna come meet us, bring us something weird to sign. <laughs> but but bring like, us a Sandy I'll, Johnson. Oh God! You bring us a Sandy Johnson. Shit! Bring us the actual Sandy Johnson. We'll sign her too. Oh yeah. God! Uh, there 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 is an '80s dance party and karaoke on Saturday. <laughs> we're going, and we're gonna get kicked out again. <laughs> I'm, hey, I'm I'm good with that, man. I'm good with that. Um. I'm excited. I know, folks, we talk about it a lot, but yeah, Horror Hound is our meetup place. And it's cool because you can actually come hang out with us. It's not like we're going to promote, come to this big meetup and then talk to us for 10 seconds and fuck off. No, the way Horror Hound works is you just buy a ticket to get into the event. You can do anything you want, but we have our table pretty much open to people. We don't really, um, if you're, just come drink with us. That's all we're going to do. Ask any of our adult listeners. They usually come share a couple beers with us, not just a hopefully, beer. Hopefully, Tim comes by, <laughs> brings like eight bottles like he did last time. Yeah, well, I haven't heard from that dude in a minute. I'm going to assume he's dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I hope he's okay. But uh, if, if, if you know, if, if he dies, he dies. So, yeah. I would actually be really upset if he died. I, no, I, would, I would too. Her. Folks, <laughs> if you if you don't contact us within a one week period, we're going to assume you're dead. You know, that is bad logic, though, because guess who sent me a message the other day? Oh, God. Uh, not your father's clitoris challenge. I forgot he was even a fucking person. God damn, that really just killed that, You just stole the wind from my wings. I was going to say August for president, but hey, whatever. I was going to say, oh, really? August? no, because August is his like shit of mine on uh, Instagram and YouTube or Facebook. So yes, he is yeah. still alive. Dude, not your father's clitters oh, challenge. So, I mean, that predates me being on the show, and that's it does. been so, so four did, years. So what did so what did Augs say? Did they say anything poignant or po- important? I was just reaching out, asking me some questions. It was cool. I was like, uh, you know, no beat was missed. Okay, Jeff, cool. that's awesome. This is Augs. I'm still five foot two, but I draw Spider Man and I fingered a chick. What do you think? <laughs> <laughs> All great life decisions that I made well after I was five foot two. <laughs> you mean so when you, you were mean, eight? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, 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 what when you turned four? <laughs> I was five feet tall in kindergarten and ninety pounds. So I was the size of a small woman in kindergarten. Jeff is literally that kid. If you ever watched the epic rugby kid video on YouTube, where it's like this fucking Maori kid just stiff arming the shit out of people when they're like in 
like tenth, like ten years old. That's Jeff. Yeah, I'll find that uh, video and send it over. But that's 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 Jeff. I have seen that video. Yeah, that was me as a child. Except I was interested in drawing and shit. If I had, uh, I don't know, positive male role models, I probably would have been. I would have made it to the NFL. Fuck the guy with the high school. Well, is in there, I'm kind of so in the right program. Because- well, because I'm kind of glad you didn't go to the NFL because that, that would also be said you would have probably got brain damage as well. So, you know, we, we, Dude, we, we, I had yeah. a realization today when I was laying in bed getting ready to shower. I was like, oh, I got all this work to do. And then I thought, Jeff, you, you sell comics and you do it yourself. And I went, wait, I literally live the dream I always wanted. So I don't give a shit that I didn't make it in the Here. NFL. <laughs> I'm going po- to go ahead and post this in our chat. I'm sure we could play the video for the people without it getting copyright struck. So there you go. <laughs> Kid rugby players, the beast on the field. Jeff, that was you as a, like an eight year old. <laughs> oh my god! I know oh, I this see video. Yeah, because I think I sent it to you before. I was like, because when you're talking about, I was like six feet tall and I was twelve years old. I was like, oh, this is Jeff. Yeah. <laughs> Look at this kid. Yeah, this film, dude. Okay, you can I guess play I this. Tell you, I have a son Jesus. out there. This is why I this is why I have to be careful with who I procreate with because I'll create little versions of me yeah. and they'll be violent. I was nice because I had my mom to raise me. You but will be this, this, this kid Superman. is plowing, just plowing through these kids, yeah, dude, man. Jeff, Jeff, roll the video. Who's gonna hit us with a cap copyright strike? Nobody. Uh YouTube has a weird policy that children appear in your footage, then they'll strike you. Oh, okay. Well, it's we're a thing not you have those to people. Funny. You mean you have you, to click you, on that every time you upload a video. That's true. Okay. That's true. So, yeah, folks, that's if thing. if you want to see what we're talking about, just go to YouTube, put in "Epic Rugby Kid" and watch the first video. It's this kid oh, God, that is yeah. a foot taller than everybody else his age, and he is just steamrolling. He's people. about and he's like he's also about twenty pounds heavier than anybody else's age. Oh, like, dude, they're, yeah. Their kids, their kids are leading against him. He's like. Phew. Just like you know, it's like I have to, to assume that this kid is New Zealander, and he probably won the World Cup of Rugby for the for the All Blacks not too long ago. <laughs> he was running people over as a child. I have to assume this carried on to his adulthood, and he was just steamrolling people. It's a great view. Just look well, up I mean, Epic Kendall, Rugby Kid five years ago. So he's still probably a child so, legally so he he's what we probably will call australia or new zealand chris wicks if you're listening and i know you are <laughs> go ahead and tell us is he australian or is he a Ma- is he maori is he new zealand either way tell us what country he belongs to and whether or not he's going to win the world cup for the aussies or the all blacks that's all i need to know or should i bet on the spring box tell me who do i put my money on <laughs> he could be a south african i don't know but i want to bet on that rugby team to win the World Cup. Hey, Kendo. Yeah. Did you get the Facebook invitation I sent about a group titled Test is Still Dead? I did not. If I did oh, in good. the last few days, I didn't notice it. But I do know that there is a Twitter account is test still or test something or another. And it, it, it tells you every day if if test is still dead. And yes, he's still he is still dead. It's sad, <laughs> but it's important to know. Now, that, folks, is what we call a transition because now it's time to talk about a few of our wrestling topics. So, Kendo, mm. uh, I had tasked you with a few uh, wrestling-related topics to find. Um, surprise me, man. What you got? The biggest one is that beautiful Bobby Eaton is dead. So you text me about that. What happened? 
So, um, beautiful Bobby Eaton. He was a member of the uh, original Midnight Express. And as you know, I am a big fan of uh, Jim Cornette. I hate him as a child, which meant he was doing his job. Um, but yeah, no, Corny, uh, I listen to both of his podcasts. I don't subscribe to everything that Cornette believes and says. But um, yeah, uh, so Bobby Eaton, uh, him and Condry were the original Midnight Express. His wife, Donna. Uh, had breast cancer. She died like a, about a month and a half ago. And then the news came out the other day that he had died and, you know, he passed away peacefully in his sleep, age 62, I believe. And um, anybody that knows me knows that my Saturday routine is do what I got to do during the day. And then at some time in the evening, the Cornette experience will come out and then I will listen to it doing whatever I got to do late in the evening. And then I will go to bed listening to it and I'll catch up in the morning where I left off. I was not at all looking forward to this one because I was going to hear one of my heroes at his most human. It came out last night. I started listening to it. I got five minutes and I was like, no, I can't do this because he was, it'd be like if one of us had to do a podcast about one of us dying, he, he was that emotional, but uh, anybody that- was a good man. Dion was a good man, but he is dead. He's dead. And do we miss him? Sometimes. Yeah. No. Yeah. Never. Dion. Whenever I see, whenever I see a a horse inside of the street, I I think of Dion. So. Uh, You know, you judge, you joke, but over the last few days, I've seen several horses on the side of the road, and I'm like, Dion would hate this right now if he was riding with me in this car. Kendo, uh, I have been around horse farms driving across the country this last week. So yeah, um, Dion would have hated that trip too. He would. Dion would have very hated. But Dion is still alive, as far as we know. No, he's not. He died many, many years ago. Dion, you were like a brother. I don't have friends. I got. Yeah. yeah the, the, so the, the, the are we the, changing the title the person... of this episode to "R.I.P. Dion Green"? <laughs> what, what, no, no, what, 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 what it is is that no, what it is is that no. is that every time every time you hear, every time you hear Dion, it's just Jeff doing an impression. Is all it is. So oh god, dude, there's layers upon layers of that shit. No, I was gonna say, do a, go back to where you had the R.I.P. like Dan Kane part of the show, where you have oh R.I.P. Dion Green, because people like me that were still fans at the time believe that Dan had actually died. Yeah, but I wouldn't do that because people care about Dion. And they would be like, oh, my God, Dion's like, super fan Adam Shawhan would be fucking calling me. Dude, I'm so sorry. It's like, I know. I'll be getting messages to be like, dude, Dion really died. Be like, what? No. Wait. Oh, yeah. No, he's dead. <laughs> ah, shit. We forgot to edit that part out of the show. Damn it. Yeah. No, there was. All, but back, yes, there was a folks. If you're listening and you're a newer fan, there was a period of time where he had people convinced that Jeff did both his and Dion's voices. As well. I, dude, th- dude, that was so fucking hilarious. Where it was like, yeah, Dion's not real. He just, you know, just Jeff just, re- you know, re- records. Um, <laughs> the voices. Dude, after I got on the show for like the first time, it was on for a few weeks. I had that whole like. I got on Skype and I told people like, you know, ask us anything shit. And people asked like, is Jeff and Dion really the same person? I'm like, yep. And they <laughs> believed there was people that believed it. They believed that Jeff and Dion, because I'm like, yeah, it's really complicated when we have to, have to record things because we have to have like pauses. So Jeff could do the Dion voice and respond. And there was a handful of people that actually believed it. And it was weird. 
I'm like, how, how? No, come on, seriously. How can you believe this? How can you? You know what? <clears throat> Never mind. It's the the population we live with in the time period, which at the time was 2017. Just uh, let's just say it. We all look and sound the same. Yes, yeah. we yeah. are all. We're essentially an amalgamation of what you think we look like and we sound like. It's yeah, but if there was a film about us, Idris Elba should play us. <laughs> Every one of us, all four of us. Idris Elba is all four of us. Idris, Idris Elba and, and, and Nick and Nick Cage. There you go. It's too contrasty. Well, it, it could work. It's crazy enough to work. Hey, you know how we had spoken earlier about the South Park deal? Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's a new video game. Oh, nice. Yeah, it's going to be developed in house. Okay, well, hopefully, hopefully that works out well. Well, Kendo, you played the last two South Park games, and you swear by them, right? Yeah, the Stick of Truth was a lot of fun, folks. If you never played the Stick of Truth, well, a little bit of a spoiler: pick Jew class. That is the most powerful class in winning that game because the bad guys are Nazis, and the the Jew has extra powers against the Nazis. So you you'll do very <laughs> well if you pick if you roll Jew. And in terms of the fractured butthole, um, any class works in that game. If you really want to have fun, make your character black, and then it'll give you the hardest difficulty, and you can get the achievement, the token experience. <laughs> yeah, no. In that game, literally, the difficulty for the game, it's not like easy, medium, or hard. You have to pick what skin tone you are, and the skin tones go from lightest to darkest for the difficulty of the game. That's why South now Park is so damn funny, because they get it. Speaking of video games, I just learned that in the game Fortnite, they host a virtual concert where Ariana Grande, like that's a deal that people go into a virtual world to watch a fake concert now. That is that an explosive event. It's retarded is what it is. Like, go watch a real concert. Don't, I'm all about, you know, making video games more realistic, but don't let them replace real life experiences because that is when the digital world takes over and you get all the fucking weirdos like Wally. This See, is weird Jeff, to me, man. Jeff, you say that, but I have to digress because my cousin went to a concert at my beloved Arrowhead Stadium, the hollowed ground that has saw many of heartbreaking events, but some good ones, to watch a Garth fucking Brooks concert <laughs> last night. He posted a picture on Facebook showing that he checked in at Arrowhead Stadium. Like, fuck yeah, dude, you're Arrowhead. I remember when I took you to Arrowhead when you were just a little pup, and we fucking watched the Chiefs beat the shit out of them degenerate fucking Raiders. It was a great day. Great fucking day. You're at Arrowhead again? I applaud you, sir. I applaud you 100%. And then he checked in a little hour later with a picture of Garth Brooks saying, I'm in a Garth Brooks concert at Arrowhead Stadium. I'm like, I disown you. <laughs> He is no longer my relative. I do not wow, represent him. Was, he does not represent me. Fuck him. He went to Arrowhead, hollowed ground, to watch Garth Brooks, who ruined country music. I'll die on the hill. <laughs> You're dying on a lot, on a lot of hills today. I, yes, I will <laughs> die on the Voltron. It's better than the Power Rangers hill. And I will die, will die on the Garth Brooks turned country music into a pop hill every day of the week. Unintentionally, he did not intend to go mainstream, but when he did, he took the paychecks. He ruined country music, and I'm not a country fan. Old country is different. It tells a story. It makes me think 
sort of about the area I live in now, with the exception of the Ocarina of Time. I sent you guys the video. And, um, you know, Gosh Brooks ruined country music. Fuck him. He I mean, that's a strong stance, but I don't disagree with you. He cashed the checks. He was okay with making it mainstream. And then we got Faith Hill and Taylor Swift. Fuck them. I don't like any of those people or their no. and Carrie Un and Carrie Underwood. Listen, she's a bit of a dime, so we'll let that one slide. <laughs> and she married a hockey player, so we'll still let that one slide. Jeez. <laughs> will we? I mean, I personally will because one, she looks great. Secondly, the only part of I mean, the best part of Sunday night football, minus the game, because usually they got a bunch of shitbag teams playing. Is the Carrie Underwood performance of Sunday Night Football, and she looks great, and she married a hockey player. Fair <laughs> enough. You don't need deeper reasoning sounds, to be on this it's, show. It sounds like Kendo wanted to marry that hockey player. Look, if I could marry a hockey player, I would. My buddy Cooch and I went to the Frozen Four like four years ago, and there was all these college chicks playing hockey, and we were sitting in the stands, and a bunch of them that had just lost were still sitting there watching the game. And I'm like, is this a bad time to hit on any of these women? He's like, yeah, they just lost the college semifinals. I'm like, yeah, it's probably a bad time to hit on any of them. I would have married a college hockey chick. Fuck yeah, dude. Hockey's great. I fucking love hockey. <laughs> a bunch of dudes on the ice beating the shit out of each other with sticks. I mean, it's fucking manly as hell. And then when the chicks play it, they're not allowed to hit each other, which is slightly disappointing. But the chick walked up to me and was like, I'm a hockey player. I'm like, dude, I'm leaving my girlfriend for you. <laughs> I'm gonna get. You know what? We're gonna get the. We're gonna make that happen. We're just gonna find a female hockey player and come to you. Don't say, hey, do I'm a that. I really dude, look. Look. I mean, on the one hand, that's great. But on the other hand, I really like my girlfriend. You met her. She's great. Yeah, she, she is. is. She's adorable. She's sweet. She's you, fantastic. You better not mess it up for a hockey player, Kendo. Baby, you got that ice skate. <laughs> Yeah, how about if I just have her play hockey with me on Xbox? Does that count? I think that counts. Yeah, that, 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 we'll, we'll, we'll let it go. We'll let it go. Yeah, that's fine. Okay. I got Jesse into wrestling with me, so. Okay, well, I've, I've, I look, I've had Daisy watch hockey before. Because the first time I came and hang, hung out with her, we were it was during the NHL playoffs. The Blues were about to get their shit pushed in by the Colorado Avalanche, which they did in four games fashion which everyone's like 2021 or return to normal and i'm like we'll see the blues got swept in the first round of the playoffs i'm like yep yeah, that's pretty fucking normal all right i'm back we're good we're good here that's normal and no it was during the playoffs i'm like honey we gotta watch we gotta watch some pl hockey playoffs and she watched it with me she was fine with it and then she wanted to i told her i was like let's watch some highlight videos i showed her the top goals of the season she loved it show the top saves of the season she loved it then I showed her the top fights of the season. That's where things went a little off the rails. Two players, sticks down, gloves down, just wailing on each other. And her response was, oh, that's horrible. They should turn away from that because there's children watching. I'm like, no, that's – we literally had an hour and a half ride in the car where I had to explain to her why fighting in hockey happens and why it's okay. <laughs> I was like, no, look, look, they, they, they fight – for a reason and i had to list out the three reasons why hockey fights happen and why it's okay that two guys can wail on each other in the middle of the ice on skates and only get a five minute penalty i had to explain that to her she didn't agree with the reasons but she understood i think now 
Kendo, I know you brought up that she doesn't like the fighting, but I want to use this as a time to talk about a man who built his legacy on fighting, and I wanted to use this to talk about the dumbest headline I think I've ever read. Would you guys like to hear just the headline and the teaser, and then let's read the article in our own minds? I mean, you've got me at fighting. I mean, if it involves hockey and fights, I'm in. Well, it doesn't involve hockey, but it involves fighting. Why Bruce Lee never finished his silent flute movie. One of the biggest passion projects in Bruce Lee's career was The Silent Flute, a movie greenlit by Warner Brothers. Here's why he never finished it. Boys, would you like to guess why Bruce Lee never finished his fucking movie? Because there wasn't uh... black people in it? <laughs> yes. Or the fact that he fucking died. Why is this an article? Why is Screen Rant so fucking stupid? <laughs> oh, why didn't this thing happen? Because the actor died. Don't fucking write an article. There's no reason. Uh, Nicholas Raymond, he's fucking dead. That is why Bruce Lee never finished his movie. I know this is a random thing to bitch about, but I wanted to take a moment on this show to talk about stupid things. And I look, I get it, folks. You're always trying to get people to click on your articles. Maybe if people had a fucking cursory knowledge <laughs> of history, we all know why Bruce Lee never finished anything. Hey, can somebody, can somebody out there make a a screen rant like mirror article Twitter account where we can just like go through? Oh, the dude, yes, the that'd article? be perfect. Because there's and one that's to... called. Yeah, no, there's there 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 is one of those. It's called like BBC News, but gayer. That's the one that had the uh, LeBron James complaining that racist audience were or were the reason why um, uh, Space Jam Two sucked. Oh, so create that at Screen Rant, but gayer. There you yeah, go. Yeah, we, we we need something. Like I that just so, gave so you we, exactly what you needed. Yeah, we need something like that so we don't give them any we don't give them any clicks and and more and more bullshit like that. So they you know the, the so people can follow that other account. <laughs> And not have to give them any fucking attention. Dude, we're getting to the point where, like, parody articles from The Onion have more artistic credibility than this fucking shit. Well, no, the, the sad thing is we've gotten to the point where parody, parody articles from The Onion are, are, are either coming true or just seem more realistic, so it seem like what, what's actually happening. Like, it's fucking retarded. Um, speaking of uh, retarded, there was a show, Kendo. Yeah. I wanted to know if you've ever watched it. Now, you're... You have a great uh, knowledge of pop culture. You also reference this man quite a bit. You remember America's favorite television dad in the 1980s, Tony Danza? I was thinking the dude from ALF, but okay. All right. Well, I just wanted to know if you remembered the Tony Danza show from 1997. Uh, I remember there was a thing called the Tony Danza show, but I didn't watch it. There were two things titled the Tony Danza show. There was the 2004 talk show, which you're probably thinking about. But yeah. the Tony Danza show from 1997, I don't know if you've ever heard about it, because Tony no. Danza won a favorite male performer award from the People's Choice. But this show, I don't know why I'm bringing this up to you, but I guess I am. It aired with five episodes being aired, and then it was canceled, leaving nine episodes unaired. So, Kendo, I think what we're going to start doing with our channel poll is we're going to go on the hunt for the unaired episodes of the Tony Danza show. Are you ready for the next direction of our channel? Yes. <laughs> cool. Um, we should also be excited because that show features Goldberg from the Mighty Ducks. Oh, dude, you know what? He's got his life together. Okay. Well, actually, funny, funny thing you say that I went to a, a convention in Tennessee, I think last weekend, and he was and he was there and he was doing fine. He yeah. had a he had a handler and he was, you know, he had he had some weight on him and he he looked, you know, he looked good. He looked good. Yeah, because we talked about him like last year about how he was like super thin and like a drug addict 
and all these fucked up things. Then I picked him for my Deadpool roster because I'm like, hey, finger on the pulse. I'm not a four-time champion for no reason. And the son of a bitch, he's cleaned up his life. And you know what? I'm happy for him. He's one of the few people that I've picked that I think are going to die this year that I'm happy for getting their shit together. And he's one of them. He's gotten himself together. He's got accolades. And nice things are going his way. So you know what, Sean Weiss? Good on you. Yeah, dude. I'm going to show you this picture of him. We always love a good comeback story. It's funny. For whatever public perception this show might have, whatever, uh, we always love a good comeback story. Every time we talk about Robert Downey Jr., it's never to make fun of him for doing drugs. It's always to talk about what a good guy he was for fighting, working through his bullshit. And then when somebody needed his help, <clears throat> Mel Gibson, he's like, hey, Mel Gibson did a solid for me. So we love a good comeback story. And Sean Weiss, this is new to, news to me. Look at him. He's got new teeth. He's got some weight on him. He doesn't even look like the same guy anymore. So congratulations, Goldberg. I watched the Mighty Ducks yesterday, and it was uncomfortable to watch. Now that I know this is happening, I'm back on board. Yeah, dude. I actually believe he's going to be stopping shots from the fucking dish, them douchebag hawks. Fuck you, cake eaters. <laughs> Go D5. <clears throat> That's awesome. You know how he got his new teeth? They said uh, somebody uh, sent him a full dental sponsorship because they loved his story so much. Nice. That's, I got a awesome. full dental dental sponsorship too, but I mean, I had to get a job and pay for it. Well, <laughs> Doctor Gabe Rosenthal, thank you very much. Uh, I I wonder how much of it though is like fans were like, "Oh my God, Goldberg from the Mighty Ducks, we should help him out." I kind of like that mentality. I mean, yeah, dude, I'm all for that. Like, you see that every now and then. We're like a famous, well, pseudo famous uh, person has hit hard times, and people like rally behind them. I would like to think that, you know, if our fans were really fans, they would rally around the fact that Dion's dying right now. That's why he's not on the show. And they would raise money for his cause. Yeah, folks. Um, yeah, yeah. We'll, 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 we'll just call it the, uh, the, the Green Fund. That's what we'll call yeah. it. Yeah. Greenpeace. Because we green want Dion Green to be at peace. <laughs> uh, well, his version of peace is him in heaven with a bunch of, bunch of chunky white women like Lena Dunham. <laughs> that's true that, that the is dream. his fucking pound cake right there them muff crumbs are what makes him get up in the morning which folks he's not getting up in the morning very well because you know he's been sapped of his power by horses and horses that look like women and centaurs and every other horse idiom you could think of and we, who are we, you what are you doing here and where are my horses I don't know, yes. but Dion will sleep with him. Yes, yes. Dion, Dion has been afflicted with horse brunette-itis, and he's dying. We need to save him. I feel like we've really done Dion a disservice because it started out, oh, Dion will sleep with any kind of crazy white lady, and now it's Dion will sleep with any kind of creature. <laughs> as long as she's white, Dion will sleep with her. I love my best friend. I don't think that's a disservice. <laughs> I think that's an accurate statement. So, uh, guys, it seems like we've reached the end of the episode. Is there anything else you guys would like to say before we put this stacked episode to bed? Uh, no, I think we're. I think we filled it full of chock full of goodness. Yeah, we did. Uh, yes, it was full of Chuck Woolery goodness. Yes. Uh, Nick, anything uh, new on the horror front that we haven't covered? Um, I don't know. A bunch of stuff came out last week. I have like 10 articles that I can read off right now if you want me to. <laughs> we'll save it. 
Okay. Because, yeah, there's a, a lot of things dropped all of a sudden. I wasn't prepared for it. It blew my mind. I was like, why don't you talk about this on the show? And everybody's been traveling, so I haven't done one. So it's kind of been, uh, you know, a little, little dry. Well, uh, I'm excited. I said this, Kendo, when you were away, but um, we're getting closer to Schlocktoberfest season. So it's the first time we've said it on the channel. Yeah, we need to we we need to get uh, some some people to come help us and get involved and you know tell ghost stories and talk about all kinds of paranormal I, you know fun. Dude, stuff. I got a legit idea. No, I you got do? a legit idea that I'm going to put out there and we're going to make it happen. Okay, we're getting okay. Danielle Harris. Dude, okay. we should totally she's, do that. She's, I think we could pull it off. I, I think I th- I I I mean it it I I'm, I uh, she's very attainable at our level for sure. Yeah. And, well, um, and I, I, I've, I've, I know I've, I've talked to her at, at, at her, at her table every now and again, and she's very, very sweet. So she well, should. I would. You know. Here's the thing, I just would level, level with her on a business standpoint. Last time I looked at her channel, she had about four thousand YouTube subscribers. She's a big child actress. Blah 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 blah. We have one hundred and seventy thousand crossover will help you grow that's all it requires yeah that's yeah, all it yeah, is yeah. she's and got it, she's got her own website to sell, sell her own stuff and everything so look you know a, she scratches our backs we scratch her back end of story we get together for a drunk watch party of halloween four we call it a day oh wait she's having a good time we bring her back for part five and then she comes around one more time to talk shit about part six well, and why they wouldn't hire her well well here, we here, here's one of the here's an idea here's an idea how about we get her for uh movies that she's she's done besides those yeah, last boys go. Well, no, no, no. There, there's, there's one, there's one called um, Blood Knight: The Legend of Mary Hatchet. That's an independent horror movie. That's actually, that's actually a really good. I watched it the other night. It's a lot of fun. Um, that one I like. You, if if you can, if you can watch, it, I'd recommend it as well and see what's up. But honestly, I, th- I, 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 I get what you're doing, but I feel like everybody has done that with her. And I think we should do something different. Nobody's the just, thing is though, no one's doing it with her for any YouTube growth. I mean, she's okay, got a kid, true, so clearly true. somebody did it with her. <laughs> well, duh. God damn it. She's got two of them. Okay. Oh, so um, at least one or two people have done it with her. God damn it. But no, no, yeah, that, that's that, 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 that's fine as well. I mean, that would be that'd be awesome to do for sure. Oh, yeah. I mean, dude, YouTube crossover? Come on. How can people like with that status not grow their channel? I mean, 100%, I'm 100%. all on board. I think we could totally pull this off. And I liked where Nick's coming from with this. Like, Let's talk to her about shit that's not Halloween. That's fine, but let's also realize how popular she is. No, no, 100% oh, yeah. she is. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, yeah totally. Yeah. She's totally popular, and I think we could totally pull that one off. And like I said, I'm excited. I'm excited for the Schlocktoberfest. This will be my first Schlocktoberfest away from Camp Kendo. So Is that scary or good? I don't know. It depends on how many like <laughs> you know children come to my doors that are... Well, they don't look like I do. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> so, I mean, I'm used to Camp Kendo, which is isolated, and no children come to the door. Here, there's going to be kids that come to the door that don't look like I do, and I might be worried slightly that they might take me for the enemy from 150 years ago. Hey, speaking of uh, horror, this will be a good way to close it out. Did you guys know that um, there's an unmade Nightmare on Elm Street movie? Titled A Nightmare on Elm Street 6, The Dream Lover, written Dream by Lover? Peter Jackson. Does Jackson do, do the song? What? Peter, Peter, okay, so wait, you, wait. So Peter Jackson was going to do a Nightmare on Elm Street movie? Yeah, there's an unmade that's, Nightmare on Elm Street Part 6. That's awesome. He should have totally fucking, they should have totally had him do it. 
Dude, the, um, the song. Where the dream lies. Can I fuck you, you still... in your sleep? Hey, Kendo, I think you took your victory lap too early about your great internet connection because literally the second you started singing, you beep booped out. <laughs> Son of a bitch. It was about the dream lovers going to fuck you in your sleep. Is Don Dawkin going to be involved yeah. in that too? If he's not, I have no faith in this project. It's, it's, it's... <laughs> Duran Duran's going to help as well, so it's going to be Duran Dawkin. There we go. Ooh, I like that band. Could you imagine... Singing at that high pitch, but with that much power, like Simon LeBon. Yeah, dude. <laughs> a view to a dream fuck. <laughs> Why don't we write music? Uh, well, I don't I mean, know. We're, we're supposed to have like a, a, a you know a triple sided album coming out soon called Party yeah. Boob. So we are slightly yeah, musically declined, but I think we could pull it off. <laughs> uh, we have connections now, boys. Like we might have a producer already. <laughs> Okay, that's awesome. I might be way ahead on party move than even I realize. Oh, jeez. <laughs> yeah, I have learned quickly. It's not about what you know, it's who you know. And if you mention one thing one time, they're like, hey, I know how to do this thing. And then you kind of have to go with it. So, hey, we might have to do party move. Well, shit. I'm in. Yeah. Kendo, you might well, have I mean, to learn. The, the, all, 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 that, all that means is that we're all going to have to sing on the album, which, I mean, I, I don't know if I can sing or not. That's going to be interesting to figure out. Nick, auto-tune exists for a reason. Do you think oh, Dua so, Lipa so, or so Cardi B can fucking sing? All you got to do is rob some dudes, and you're a, uh, a hip-hop star. Yeah, yeah dude. You, I know you know how to drug and, you know, fucking, ro- you know, you can make it roll some fucking rich white guys. Just tell him your name is Nikita and you're like an Indian like Bombay mistress or something like that. We could we could take some sexy photos, edit them to make you look sexy with some big titties. Those dudes will come rolling over there. All you gotta do is fucking hit them with a Mickey and be like, Yeah, I'm the bodyguard. They'll fucking pass <laughs> out and grab the shit out of them. You're Cardi B. You're Cardi Nick. Oh god, I don't know. I don't like no. Nikki B more. <laughs> and that works too. Nikki B. Oh, it's got god. Oh god. Yeah. Nikki B. Uh the the only the only the only thing I look forward to are the are are the ridiculous um 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 fucking music videos. Cuz they are going to be ridiculous oh. and fun. It's going to be boobs. Yeah. We yeah. know what it's the gonna audience be like, wants. It's going to be like tip drill all over again. Holy shit, I forgot about that. <laughs> God damn, that takes me back to an era I don't want to remember. Let's move on. <laughs> Uh, not joking aside, uh, is there anything else you guys want to cover before we put this baby to bed? No, man. I, yeah, just I just we'll we'll get we'll get our, our Halloween stuff together. Um, yeah. Hopefully, you know, and and then start start doing little little things here and there, and you know, maybe we'll do some uh, some uh, private naked uh, poetry picture. reading. <laughs> yeah. yeah, John Lennon style. Okay. Yeah. Uh, maybe 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 we'll do some some commentaries for some movies on Patreon or whatever. So, I think we should. Uh, oh, dude, I'll have Buffalo Jeff partake in uh, Schlocktoberfest. Ooh, but that could be fun. There we've been getting requests. We're gonna have to put this up on Patreon, boys. People want my immortal again. Ooh. Like, I, I, okay, people... so, there, so there's a significant amount of requests coming through for that. We yeah, because we mentioned it once. We get a bunch of requests. Okay. Say that again, Kendo. We need to assign parts because, like, okay, I oh, was yeah. there for episode sixty-six and ninety-seven, and I was a part of episode ninety-nine. And one person reading the whole thing, while entertaining, 
kind of detracts from the story. So I think we need I to would like love do it to dramatically break it down. style. Yeah, dude, I think we should totally do that. We should break it down. We should have a dramatic recreation of it. I mean, I'll be Ebony Darkness. No, no, that was that was the main character. I'll be uh, Raven Blood or whatever the fuck her name was. I want to just be the narrator. <laughs> well, that just kind of fucking takes away from it. But okay, fine. Oh, I'll God. be I'll be Ebony. Wait, I'll be the main girl. Fuck it. Yeah, I'll be her friend, and I'll be uh, uh, Draco Mal. Wait, no, he was. I don't remember. Oh, stupid. You fucking preps, erg. Yeah. What a dumb story. Oh my it God. was so fucking terrible. But we should totally do that. We, you know what? Fuck. Patreon folks, you're getting it. By the by the end of the year, you're getting it by hook or crook. Oh yeah. my god. Sorry. And that's gonna be for the membership people too. You're gonna you're gonna listen to my immortal. You gotta pay for that shit. If we yeah. have to suffer through it, you're paying for it. And people how are many, like, what the fuck is it? I don't how care. Many, don't how, worry. Many, for everybody, how many parts are there to, to my immortal? Too many. Three. Well, there's 44 chapters. Oh my god! And it was broken up on this channel in three parts. So if people are like, I don't know what that is. Go back and listen to episodes 66, 97, and 99, and you'll be like, or oh, don't. Fuck. Yeah, or don't, and just you know, just subscribe don't. to the Patreon and listen to us do it again. Yeah, yeah, because you know now we can do it at a at a, at a better better level than we did uh, before. So it'll be a little bit a little bit a little bit more more produced this time. You know so. And that's what everybody wants. Terrible fan fiction read at high quality. Of course. I mean, we I did mean, that on like, episode it, 117 like... with A Nude Hope. Yes, I remember that one. That one is a lot of you fun. Guys, was, you, guys were in New, you guys were in New Orleans. I was driving there when that shit came out, and I was listening to it as after it came out. And I'm like, why the hell do we agree to this? Wait, that was my idea. Yeah, I love hearing about when you were new on the show, because you were like me when I created the show. It's like, oh my God, I'm going to listen to a recording of the podcast. Yeah. I'm so excited to listen to this show. <laughs> and now I, it's like, oh, I uploaded it. And if I listen to the first couple of minutes after I've edited it, that's more than I do. But I miss yeah. being excited to like listen to the show. <laughs> Dude, yeah. I was like a puppy that was needing to be potty trained. I was full of energy. And then <laughs> like I used to listen to the episodes back. I'm like, oh, this is great. I did a good job here. Yeah, I waited for my turn. And now it's just like, I don't fucking care. The episode came out. That's great. I don't have to listen to it again. I was fucking on the thing. I mean, I was part of it. I don't have to listen back. Yeah. Well, because like I, I've, I've subscribed to the podcast to help it out on, on, on Spotify. And it's funny always hearing, seeing the headlines because they're nothing like the uh, the YouTube ones are completely fucking different. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because our streaming version of the show, be it on Spotify, anywhere that's not YouTube, I actually change the titles to be funny and change the descriptions and shit because a lot of this show, uh, you do have to figure out the YouTube part of it. So I all I prefer to be on YouTube, it's fun to do it live. I miss the audience and all that shit. I do like that the streaming version affords us all of those weirder avenues to uh, flex some creative muscles because 12 Years of Starship is a good name for an episode. <laughs> Nobody on YouTube knows what that means, though. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, because like I'll, I'll, I'll they'll, they'll pop up in my, in my Spotify feed because it's like, oh, it's a new episode's coming out of you know uh, world class bullshit. I'm just like, I don't care. I'm just yeah. subscribed so I can help you know help help us out. That's all. 
Yeah. Well, it also helps that you're on the show. Like, it'd be weird if you're like, oh my God, they recorded a new show. I wonder what it's about. Yeah. It's like, 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 like for instance, uh, the one that's on there, the most recent recent one right now is 275 uh, Space Jam 2. No space, no jam, but a lot of bullshit. Um, Yep. Yeah. 274 is Black Widow blowback. Nostalgia has gone full. That was a YouTube title, but other ones. Well, I got, now I want to pull up all the lists. It's like, what did I name these fucking things? Yeah, That's the thing no, people dude, it's like me, me and Podbean. Like, I'll look and I'm like, oh shit, something downloaded. Oh, it's world class bullshitters episode. You know, whatever. I'm like, oh yeah, I was on that. I don't need to listen to that again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> here we but go. Epi- episodes that I don't name the same, but here's my favorite one. Episode 270. Nice bats don't do that. Like, <laughs> yes, that was when Batman fucked uh, Catwoman, or was it Batgirl? Either way, no, no, no. He it was he wouldn't eat Batgirl. He wasn't allowed to eat Catwoman's pussy because right. Supergirl he wasn't allowed to do that. He wasn't allowed to, you know, perform the cunnilingus. Yeah. Or here you go. Here's an episode title: uh, Zack Snyder Star Wars slash Wankfest '98. Like, I don't even know what that one's about. <laughs> Wait, we have an episode titled Ryan Johnson will finish his trilogy, WrestleMania X7, and then Vagina Time. Mm. <laughs> that's got a lot of after- that's got a lot of downloads. I wonder why. <laughs> anyway, oh, folks, man. if you're gonna consume world class bullshitters, and you should, uh, check us out on all the platforms. We're here on YouTube. You can find us streaming anywhere, and we're gonna have a store really soon. Uh, before Horror Hound, make sure that you guys grab some stuff, wear a shirt, do that cool stuff. We'll have it available for you, but. Um, we're going to be sending out stealing solo stuff as it's, you know, probably stuff is being sent out now. Cause this is from the past, you know, we're recording this early as we've already told you, but bring your stuff to get signed. Come out, meet us. If you're going to be at Las Vegas, Star Trek meetup, I'm going to be there. Nick's going to be there. Uh, the, I guess I said at the beginning of this episode, folks, world-class bullshit is the only fandom menace channel to have appeared at all. The three big meetups. There's only been three big official ones and this is coming well too. And this is the third. We'll have been to all three. So if you missed out on Star Wars Celebration, you missed out on the biggest one. But Star Trek Las Vegas 2019 was pretty goddamn fun. And 2021 is going to be an even better time. Hang out with us. We party. Uh, What you get on the show is what you get in real life. This isn't some gimmick. You're not going to meet us in person and be excited. And we're just going to look at you and go, oh, we don't really do that or drink. No, no, no. You got to bring the energy. You got to amp it up to our levels. That's how it is when you hang out with us because we're always like this. Why? Probably the alcohol. But other reasons, because we just like to be. And we like to hang definitely out. So, uh, Yeah, definitely the alcohol, among other things. So uh, bring your A-game, folks. Uh, challenge accepted, just on my part. So um, from all of us here at the channel, thank you for watching. Be smart, be safe, be cool. Bruce Exico. But always be excellent to each other. Dot edu.